boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and Abe is unfortunately not here. But Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I normally discuss new movies weekly. However, every now and then we like to have these fun bonus episodes, whether it's one of our fun commentary tracks or something completely different. This is our fun bonus commentary track for the month of January 2020. We are talking Bad Boys, the original 1995 Michael Bay feature, his debut feature, um, in honor of the upcoming Bad Boys for Life. That's what we're doing. Joining me to discuss Bad Boys we have from Wise the Blue and the Colt Cinema Cavalcade podcast, he forgot his boarding pass. It's Brandon Peters. <laughs> okay, hello. I know it's not Bad Boys 2 tonight, but I don't know if we'll ever do a commentary for Bad Boys 2. <laughs> also joining us from Forbes, he drives slow enough to drive Miss Daisy. It's Scott Mendelson. That is an accurate statement. That's the best introduction of Scott Mendelson of all time. <laughs> How are you guys doing this evening? I am doing pretty well. That's good. 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 I'm I'm excited. I, I haven't. I mean, it's been a minute since I watched Bad Boys, and I really like Bad Boys, so I'm excited to do this. Um, then that's what we're going to do. Basically, if you are unfamiliar with how these commentary tracks work, Scott, Brandon, and I all have the movie paused at currently five seconds in. It's right where the Columbia logo, you can see the um, the statue woman holding the, the torch. Uh, five seconds in, we're gonna add, I'm going to count down from three, and on the sound of go, all of us are going to press play. And we're just going to talk over the movie for the next two hours. If you're planning to follow along, that's all you got to do. If not, you can just keep listening. You're good. You're good to go. And uh, with that all said, you guys ready? Yep. Yep. All right, let's do this. Three, two, one, go. Something I like about Bad Boys, or not that like, something that's interesting about Bad Boys, if whenever it's on TV, this first scene, they don't play it. No? <laughs> they don't play this, it. Uh, whole, it was a reshoot. It was a last it, scene they shot. Not surprising, but it's like, it's the introduction of, 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 of Will and Martin, or sorry, Mike and Marcus, but because I think it's because it's between it being so profanity laden and because it's not essential, it's an easy scene to cut out as far as you know, like a TV broadcast. It's like, we don't need this and we can get rid of a lot of like, we don't need to dub it over. We can just not have the scene. But at the but same the time, it's a great... falling on the floor is hilarious. Oh yeah. This whole scene is very fun, <laughs> but it's, it's funny that like when it's on TV, this just doesn't exist. It just goes straight to the bank or the, 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 the drug heist. <laughs> oh my. So what's the introduction scene end up being? Well, it's just, the, it, it's the, it's the cut to bad boys, the title. And then it goes straight to them, to check Cario and the gang robbing the, the, uh, the well, I meant with, with I meant with Martin and Will. I guess it's just the next scene that they're in. like. I think it, what, it opens, next... it opens uh, Martin, right? Martin waking up in the morning with his with okay. his and the kids jump in, then Will gets which there. works. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it works too. Yeah, I mean. It's... But uh, this scene, there's a lot of you know. I going back through the first and the second one, it's almost like this is like Michael Bay had some sketch comedy and he tried to weave it together in an action movie with a bunch of these because well, he... there's. A, but not this one so much, but the next one has a lot of disjointed stuff that that movie could have been edited in a whole different order and still work. <laughs> we'll talk about yeah. Bad Boys 2 as we go through this. But Bad Boys 2, what I like saying about it is you can take any five scenes, edit them together, and that's a trailer for Bad Boys 2. Like, every every scene works as a trailer. It's, every scene is a trailer. Yeah. It is, the, it is the most Bay. I've said this plenty of times. It is, it's it, his opus. It, everything that Bay does, he does in Bad Boys 2. Whether you mm -hmm. like it or not, it's all there. <laughs> What's yeah. this guy's name? Codius, right? Um, 
the guy driving oh, the car. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My my sister called him poor man's Jason Isaacs. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, t- talking about the the nature of the script, like this movie's heavily improvised because they hated the Kim Coates. Yeah, Kim Kim Coates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the script is heavily improvised. Like Bay was just like mm-hmm. Martin, Will, you guys go. And there's a that's like, he didn't like it. Bay didn't, didn't like this. He didn't like the yeah. script. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of variations on who could have started this movie. We'll get to that too. But this opening scene, I I mean, it gives you everything you need about this movie as far as uh-huh. these, these two guys yell at each other a bunch, and they're I guess competent in, in when it comes to taking down crime. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's crazy. I mean, at the time, these were two of the biggest sitcom stars Martin in was the United bigger. States. Yeah. Recall, Martin was first billed on both this and Bad Boys 2, which is kind of yeah. weird. But on the first one, I, I get it makes sense at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these were two of the biggest sitcom stars. And, you know, it, it, it's funny to think about um, extending a bit. But right now, Will Smith is still Will Smith to a degree. I mean, he's not as huge as he used to be. But Martin Lawrence was... A superstar. Yeah, he was. He for was, the longest time, even through Bad Boys too, he was headlining some of the biggest like comedies and like his comedies would be hybrids with action movies, stuff like that. He was still a leading man. He had he had yeah. like what Blue Streak and he had a fa- he had nothing fat to suit yeah. series, you know, like he, he was yeah Big Mama's house. <laughs> yeah, I mean he was huge, and now he just kind of. I mean, he he sort of teetered off, but yeah, he was man. in like, he was in the Beach Bum last year, and it's like that was his first movie in like four years or something like that. Like it's been right. a yeah. And uh, the bad boy, the reason Bad Boys Two taking so long was Bay Smith and Lawrence all busy, all big stars. Yeah, <laughs> trying to get that lined up took that long. Uh, what's it? Uh, Blue Streak, a movie that I've called many times a great TBS movie. It is. A, I love Blue Streak. It's a, it's it's perfectly <laughs> enjoyable to be like, oh, this is on. I'll leave it here. <laughs> but um, something like Blue Streak. Speak. This is a Jerry Bruckheimer production. Uh, Blue Streak. <laughs> They were gonna make a sequel to Blue Streak. Apparently, I, I like just recently read about oh. this, and and it didn't work out. And what that turned into, Bad Company with Anthony Hopkins and Chris Rock. Oh my! That was originally that's... going to be a sequel to Blue Streak. That they makes get, sense. Are they gonna get Tyrese and Jagged Edge back for this soundtrack? <laughs> I hope so. But what, I, 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 like, what would it be? Like Martin Lawrence also had a twin who died. It's so like I guess we need to have you pose as him. Oh my. It's interesting. How many movies was have, Hopkins have... Luke Wilson's character then, or no? Well, he uh, mm. I don't remember. Well, he, maybe the Bill Forsyth character. I oh, Bill Forsyth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Luke Wilson will be the what's his name? Um, Tony Stark's dad. Uh, oh, okay. Slattery. Slattery. John Slattery, because he's in Bad Company, gotcha. a movie that I for some reason have many memories of. <laughs> oh, this this movie uh, is also where Michael Bay discovered and fell in love with Miami. Yeah, as he is like, anytime he gets his, you know, if he's free, that's where he's at, Miami. And I, I, uh, I had a, I had a friend when I lived in Los Angeles. She was a, I worked with her, but she was a former supermodel, or whatever. And one weekend, like, she, her and her boyfriend at the time just went to, you know, Miami for the weekend. And guess who they hung out with? Michael Bay. Because mm. <laughs> if you go to Miami, you'll run into Michael Bay. <laughs> to his credit, he made. I mean. 90s Miami tends to look really good in movies. Like, oh, it, yeah. it has a really neat look, just based upon like the way the lights are, the way the ocean's kind of in the city and stuff. Like, it's it's got a cool, especially for like you got these 90s films where they're full of like smoky atmosphere and whatnot, like coming out of the 80s. And yeah, Mike, but... Michael Bay is a Michael a music video director, so like it it all works. Miami Vice shattered that glass ceiling. Michael Mann introduced the world to Miami. Yeah. 
Scott, where, where are you with Bad Boys? Uh, I saw it on the Monday after opening weekend. Uh, I enjoyed it. My issue with it, even when I was a kid, was like the whole they pretend to be each other thing <laughs> yes, feels so like what you do in the sequel. <laughs> right, the yeah. It's, that's what I thought this time around, too. It was pretty interesting. I'm like, wow, it, they go there. It, like, it's... It, it, the problem I have with it is like you could easily stop doing this after the first time they do it. And they're like, yes. nope, we're going to yep. carry it to pretty much the end of the movie. <laughs> like, it's um, like, there's no reason for them to hold up this charade for so long except for the... I guess it's kind of funny part of this because because Michael Bay came up with an idea that will that Will Smith would stay at Martin Lawrence's wife's house or his his family's house and think that something was going on when he made the phone call because he can't it it was probably written around that bit to fit the movie which is the most that's very Bay type of humor (laughs) yeah it's yeah and um which I don't know if I'm gonna you know this new one like I feel like this this. These movies are a trio, not a duo, so it's gonna be interesting to see Michael Bay not as involved with. He's not the involved. New one. He's not even a producer on it. Oh, he's not. Yeah, I thought he was. I checked it out. Oh, I was okay. like, no, it's just it's just Bruckheimer and Smith yeah. and like whoever else. But I mean, yeah, it's not a Bay production at all. I mean, to, to general audiences, that's probably not going to matter. The Will Smith, Martin Lawrence got it done, bad boys. Yeah, but I mean, you're not you're not wrong as far as the, Michael Bay's arguably the baddest boy of them all when it comes to the right. series. <laughs> right, yeah. No, to me, I mean, like that's what the series is, is those three working together. And imitating him is not easy. No no one can imitate Bay. Like, they can certainly make mm-hmm. flashy movies, but there's he has a very specific type of style that we've talked about before, like The right. Rock and our various Transformers episodes. Uh, <laughs> but, um, it, it, it's more obvious in uh, the second one, but this one I noticed. I was like, man, he's got a. He really likes John Woo. Like, See, with I him. was going to talk about that later. According to his commentary, because you get to that whole scene where there's a lot of slow motion gunfighting, he's never mm-hmm. saw a, gone, a John Woo movie before making this movie. Uh, huh. I, man, I, that's that's a odd coincidence. Did he know they were John Woo movies when he was watching? I mean, you could you could argue that he's seen Peck and Pa movies because those that's I mean right, that's what right, John Woo's yeah. taking from. Yeah, I mean, there's some stuff in Bad Boys 2 that's serious John Woo. Yeah, but that's Bad Boys 2. I'm saying Bad yeah, Boys. That's eight years later. Yeah, that's eight years later. But I mean, like, um, Michael Bay probably well, you know, plotted it face off. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. But. Right. Ah, that's that's interesting that he. Eh. That's yeah, what he sometimes that, that, stuff, I, that stuff happens. I don't have. I don't. I mean, I don't have a reason to think. You know, like I, I can see that. I can see that making sense as far as you know, because at that point, you know, there's not too much distribution. I mean, you have to like find VHS copies right. of john woo movies from hong kong but, if you didn't but see i mean the, the 80s man they, they were blown away. i mean they were doing stuff with i mean police story was huge it could be so like I mean, an, I mean, yeah it could be like an osmosis thing like he's seen clips or something and just like right. naturally felt to do that's it. what i'm thinking yeah that that's more like that's be probably a more likely scenario but at the same time again he's an old school guy too like as much as his style communicates so much about you know heavy editing or what have you which is so popular in the 80s and going into the 90s He's right. a guy that looks back at old filmmakers and really likes them. I mean, he. Oh yeah, he's, no, he's a he's. I mean, he's a. It's it's funny. Like, there's people that they just don't understand. Like, Stallone, like Bay, they seem like bro guy. Oh, they're they're film geeks. Like, they know their stuff. They study. They they have inspired. Like, Bay is a huge Coen Brothers a huge fan. Coen, yeah, everybody knows he's a huge Coen Brothers huge fan. Coen Brothers fan. Like, he just he's he's different. Um, but he does. No one can. You can't imitate him. He's got his own voice, his own style. And other filmmakers like, like Christopher Nolan is a fan of Bay to the degree that, mm-hmm. like, I'm not necessarily saying he loves all his films, but he respects the man for what he's able to accomplish with his camera because it's very unique yeah. to himself. And I, I don't really hear too much about, like, actors not liking working with him overall. Beyond some of the 
more obvious ones like what like Megan Fox complaining but she ended up working with him again yeah she worked Uh with him again yeah I think what from what I gather that was Spielberg not yeah (laughs) I think what got misconstrued here was they asked her a story about something she gave an answer and then she also talked about like her audition process with him but and I think more so reporters told how she outraged she should have been rather than maybe her feeling outraged about what she was doing which adds up to me as far as you know things that go into the headlines as far hold on this scene <laughs> yeah this scene with martin talking to his kids talking about his ears looking funny he's got that yep. same problem <laughs> <laughs> this is like the stuff here like what i like about this movie is how much is that improvisation it's how much you get to let martin be martin and will be will mm-hmm. like it's not a movie that relies on them like playing into the characters of Marcus Burnett and Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry a little bit more. But there's, like, the the natural chemistry they have in these home scenes. Like, Scott, you talk about this a lot. Because of just the way budgets are and how you can plan things, you get a lot more character stuff, right? You get a lot yes. more just stuff that... But this movie cost, what, $15, 17000000 million? Mm-hmm. Maybe more than that. Maybe, like, 20-something. But again, the, as, you know, the, the action finale is kind of huge. And that's where I would say most of the money went. Clearly. Which Michael Bay so, paid for himself. We'll get there. Yeah. yeah we'll talk about that. But I, oh. you know what was funny? I was noticing about this movie most of the time, too, you know, that big, you know, the ending gets big. But I was like, man, this is a rather small movie that Michael, because of Michael Bay, feels larger than life. Yes. Like this could easily, and it's, this is, I almost want to be like, this is this Michael Bay's like film noir movie? Like, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the close, like, dangerously think, close. Think about some of like the, the, the work he's doing when like, I don't know, like when Will's like sneaking into uh, the apartment of like the, one of the people he, he's following up on, the other guy's already there with a hammer. Like there's some cool like shadow shots that yeah. go on in this movie. Yeah. Like, there's some interesting, there's some interesting stuff some... that's based off a lack of budget that I really like. Even stuff right. like this, where it's like, look at this police precinct where it's like it looks crowded and filled out with people. Like it, feel, but, it, it and breathes. it's no longer smoky. Like if this yeah. during this era, these were always like smoky scenes. He uh-huh. he's like, hey, look, it's clear, it's sharp, it's bright. I mean, that's, that's what he's got going on. It's the the smoke factor, the Tony Scott thing is taken out of here. Joe Pants is great here too. Oh, I love Joe Pants. Joe, Joe Pants in here is a huge win for the movie. <laughs> and I will say, like Bay. Bay goes big. Like, there's a lot of screaming overreactions in a lot of his movies, and it's, I mean, even apparent here. I mean, Joe, Joe Pants is more restrained in in this one, but in the next one, they make you know make a joke about his restraint when he does. But you'll have side characters. Something little happens in in a moment. They're like, blah, 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 screaming, <laughs> screaming. Mark Hellenberger. Yeah, like the yep. cast is filled out. I mean, what, what she was a name? character actress before CSI. Mm-hmm. Kevin Corrigan shows up he, later too. Yeah, yeah Kevin Corrigan, Michael Imperioli. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Michael Imperioli. Michael Imperioli as a. Was this one of Tia Leone's first films? <laughs> one of her, yeah. Like yeah, early, yeah. This is before on. she got that sitcom. She was a, oh. she was on the ABC sitcom for a long time. Yeah. That was yeah, shortly she, after this. Yeah, she was like in the background of like League of Their Own and Wyatt Earp. But like, yeah, this <laughs> is like this is a full on you know supporting lead performance here essentially. Um. It's right before Flirting with Disaster, too, which I think was another, like, kind of bigger one. Hey, it's that guy that plays cops all the time. <laughs> whose name escapes me, but he's played, like, a million cops. Yeah. 
Oh, these two are great. Then they they have yeah. a different duo that gives them shit in the next one, which yeah. is which is like it's still weirdly like ethnic specific. Like it's like yeah. we can't get we can't get Nestor Serrano and the other guy. What's it? He's in Robert Rodriguez movies. We can't get them back, so we'll get two other guys yep. of like Hispanic origin. Like, like this. They better have to, well, they have a whole team of them in the next one, don't they? Yeah, they the got third one. Yeah, got a few yeah. people. One thing I do like about this film, certainly more so than the second, is it's a violent picture, but the characters pay attention to the body count. Yeah, it really matters yeah. in this movie where the yeah. second one, the second one's yeah. a cartoon. Yeah. Like, the second one, they're hurling corpses off the back of trucks at people. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah. It's got it, weird bay humor. <laughs> yeah, it's the yeah, it's very weird bay humor. No, yeah, this one, like, it does have a balance of the tone as far as, yes, they can be playful with each other. It's like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, honestly. Yes. Where, like, the yeah. crimes themselves are treated with severity, but they can still goof around after the fact, or not, but not directly because of the crimes taking place. Well, and the difference is, like, this is Michael Bay's first film versus Bad Boys when the guys had a bunch of hits. Um, I mean, Bad Boys is what coming off of Pearl Harbor. Bad Boys too, yeah. Right? So he's, Bad Boys he's, too, yeah. He's he's he letting out the well. He's, he's letting a lot out in that movie. Well, how clearly. much of this is is the restraint of like? Haha, ha, restraint of Jerry Bruckheimer and Don Simpson. Oh, easily. Right. Hey, yeah. it's, that easily uh, plays a role. First time director coming in. He's got two yeah. big personalities to work with, and Jerry Bruckheimer and Don Simpson, who have been producing some, you know, pretty strong yeah. action movies and whatnot for oh. the better part of a decade. Um, you know, Scott, you were talking about the the switcheroo thing and something you do for the sequel. Yep. But you don't know you're going to have a sequel, so why not go for it now, right? That's <laughs> all I know. Why? I'm sure that's what they're Do all saying. All. Guys, yeah, we're gonna, yeah. we'll, we'll get Bad Boys too. We can save it for that. And Will and Martin and Mike were like, no, this is it. This is gold. Yep. Comedy yep. gold. Can't wait. Um, well, then I guess my <laughs> issue is that I didn't think it was comedy gold. <laughs> they want to spend more time with them being themselves. Yeah, even, right. even what, 10-year-old me is thinking, yeah. why are they still doing this? <laughs> like, they, yeah. they're, they're safe was, now. Right. They, they've uh, already convinced her to stay with them. Like, what is she going to do, run away? Like, there's, there's no reason uh, to keep this up. No, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of the middle hour of this movie because of that. Even when I was 14, it's like, I, I, this is, partly is because by default, every conversation is unnatural. It's forced and it's artificial because they're lying to everybody. I, um, a, that little Will moment where he catches the weights and like acts like they're too heavy for him. That's funny. It's, yeah. it's a little bit that he does. It's, he's got some moments. Look how like look how thin Martin is, by the way. Like, yeah, he's, right, like, yeah. He's, he looks in great shape. Yeah, I know uh, it's a mix of like him on meds and stuff like that. That's kind of puffed him up over the years, but like, yeah. so he's just so tiny in this movie compared to now. Was he bigger by the time Bad Boys Two came along? I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah, a yeah. there's a very distinct difference. But yeah. my 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 uncle, I remember pointed this out to me where he's like, look, you look at the poster, like, look at Martin Lawrence now, all fat. And it's like, I know he's it's old it's the the Lawrence Fishburne Matrix to Matrix Reloaded. It, yep. Very much so. Um, I will say that comparing the two films, it reminded me of the progression of Lethal Weapon, which is that in the first film and arguably the second film, they were pretty equal in terms of doing action and being cops. Uh -huh. But with Lethal Weapon 3 and 4, basically Martin Riggs does all the action. And in Bad Boys 2, to my knowledge, Martin Lawrence only kills like one or two people in the entire movie. No, he's worried about retiring, but yeah. no, he's he's in much every. Much more of a no, he's, 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 I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I will say, Danny Glover is very significantly not as involved as much as Martin Lawrence is. He's involved yeah. in Bad yeah. Boys too. Like he's in the car chases, he's firing the bullets. Yeah, he's, he's, no, he's yeah. there. But it always seems like. I remember when I saw it, like it surprised me that Martin Lawrence kills the main bad guy at the end because 
he hadn't done most of the violence. Well, yeah, it's because it's because Will's a superstar, so you give yeah, him yeah. all these slow mo yeah. shots jumping through the air and whatnot. Uh, but like Martin, you know, yeah, yeah they're doing that. They're doing that whole woosaw thing and everything. So he's trying to like not mm-hmm. do stuff, but he's still involved. Like he's still yeah. like, they're still in those like those three sixty shots that Michael Bay got really into in that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I hear I hear what you're saying though, but yeah, I mean, it is part of yeah. the character too, as far as. Will is yes. Will is the action. Will is the guy that you know well, wants this it stuff. Felt far more extreme life. in this in the sequel versus this film. And obviously, yeah. as far as Lethal Weapon Four goes, Danny Glover was just saving all his strength so he can beat Jet Li at the end. That just makes Correct. sense. Double and he same. still had to cheat. <laughs> I will say, back when this this movie came out, like I this was something I really wanted to see, and then I I remember finding myself surprised at how good it was. It actually mm-hmm. was for me. I was like, oh wow, that turned out really nice. Can I make a terrible confession? But, now, for the record, I was 15 years old, so please yeah. don't, don't cancel me. When this film came out, I thought it was a Boys in the Hood, Juice South Central film until a couple days after it came out. I realized, oh, it's a Lethal Weapon movie. I'm going to go see that. <laughs> okay. In your defense, Scott, you grew up in Ohio. Yeah. Well, but I, I Even then, it's like, how did I miss this? I pay attention yeah. to this stuff. Well, that speaks to something else that's, you know, fairly fresh for a movie like this. You have two yeah. black leads in a major right. studio blockbuster. Even when I was 4, 15, like, oh, that's different and interesting. And it's another I'd thing like that, this. and it's another thing you can credit Michael Bay for. He fought to yeah. have Michael, or to Martin and Will in this movie. Like, they, mm-hmm. they, they are like, we can't do that. Two black people. Uh, scary didn't box they, office. They, didn't they try to run Dana Carvey and John Lovitz? I'll, well, I'll get, into, I'll get into all that. The original idea was, yes, it was more of a comedy. It was called Bulletproof Hearts, and it was going to star Dana Carvey and John Lovitz. That didn't work out. Um, they had Arsenio was lined up for this. He turned it down. Uh, there's a there's a version where Eddie Murphy and Wesley Snipes are going to be in this, which makes sense. Um, and I would have loved to see that movie too. But uh-huh. hey, you got Dolomite, so it doesn't matter. And uh, Lawrence Fishburne turned down Mara Lawrence's part as well at one point. Like there are a lot of options. But Arsenio. But yeah, yeah. It, it came down to this and and Michael Bay fresh out the scene. He's like he did a lot of fighting for a lot of things in the movie, including having this cast because he knew what they were capable of. It didn't matter that they're both black because why should it begin with? But he was just like, yeah, that why these are two great comedy talents and they're going to be superstars. Why would I not want to have these two guys here? He fought the studio for it and he got it. Can we imagine a Scott Derrickson free multiverse of madness? Where we're going to see a movie called Bad Boys for Life starring Dana Carvey and John Lovitz. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I guess we're back. What do you say? <laughs> uh, Let's do it. They would do the switcheroo in that because Dana Carvey would have to do his John Lovitz impression. That's that's all they got. It'd be the second time. It'd be the third time they do switcheroo. <laughs> Get my gun. <laughs> Well, ain't that special? <laughs> He's just doing. They're just doing bits the whole movie. Yep. <laughs> Here's another scene that's like completely improvised because there's no reason for like Martin to be driving for one thing. It's like why are we? Why does the scene exist in this movie? Just so they can rib each other. Like that's the only reason yeah. the scene exists. It's like we need we need mild exposition and we need like a comedy beat because we just walked into a dead guy's room and it was weird. So we need we need something else. What was I going to say? Um, I saw this movie because my mom was like, Will Smith is in a movie. We got to go see it. That was like right. basically the reason. Like, and it's not made in America. Yeah. We're, yeah. It's not where the day takes you. We're watching, we're watching, you know, Fresh Prince, you know, on the air all the time. And it's like, it's mm-hmm. great. Fresh and, Prince of Boston, Monday nights. And like, and, and back, and back then my, my mom was, 
she was big on like she she wanted my hair to look like Will Smith's hair. It's like he's got a fade, you're gonna have a fade. Like it looks neat. Like that's, that's <laughs> what we're gonna do. <laughs> 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 it's like now let's go see bad boys it's got, it's got will. that was like how she tried to convince me it's like yeah bad boys it's got will smith and martin and we love martin we love the the fox block martin living single living color like it was the best <laughs> so, oh <rock>. yeah <laughs> <sighs> fox was like it's it's crazy how, like fox was like this like alternative programming network and it rocked like everything was quality <laughs> Oh my gosh! New York undercover, like it had, it had all the shows. Well, it's it's the tragedy of, and you know, I see, you know, we see this all the time where you have a company like Fox that becomes big by targeting underrepresented demographics, and once they become big enough, they're like, well, fuck this, we're just gonna aim it at white people. You know, we saw it with UPN, and frankly, I've I've always been worried that's what's gonna happen with Netflix. That once they get big enough to not have to target everybody, they're going to do less and less of that. Yep. Um. Are we gonna get okay? We're we gonna get to the inciting incident now. Yes. <laughs> well, it's taking its time. Yeah. You know, like we're we're talking about like back. You know what's great about back in the day? This was just a movie coming out. There was no, and it was a movie people wanted to see. Big. It wasn't like yeah, it came out in April. Nowadays, it's not even a summer yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it came out alongside Don Juan DeMarco. No, oh, classic. What? What were you saying, Brandon? I'm sorry. Well, just like we, we've, I think we've discussed about it before, how like w- this magical '90s were just like any like key demographic had movies coming out, was just a thing. Da da da. Now it's always got to be a big deal or something like that. It's crazy how it's just. Where did we go backwards? Like it just. Well, Deadpool fever. Right. Yeah. I guess so. A goofy movie came out this weekend too. I saw that in theaters. Oh, and Rob Roy. Did not crack the top ten. Some oh. might call that a goofy movie. Some might call that better than Braveheart. I do. I it's a coin toss for me. They're both pretty great. It, that's uh, one of the best sword fights of all that's, time. So I was gonna say that sword yeah. fight <laughs> is spectacular. <laughs> I think we talked about it in our uh, Revenge of the Sith commentary. It's like, yeah, I like that, Ben. Yeah. But fucking Rob Roy, Qui Gon <laughs> killing it in that movie. Let me tell you that much. Qui Gon doesn't lose that battle. <laughs> You guys remember the summer before Phantom Menace with Zorro? It's like, oh man, we're gonna have lightsaber fights because that sword Zorro had a good sword fight. Oh, Zorro has great fights. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, I was watching bits of Green Lantern because it was on HBO, and I was had five minutes. That's a movie that I know. You're like, yeah, it's fine, and I'm like, no, it's not. It's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's interesting. I like the parts where people talk to each other. You mean like when Peter Sarsgaard and his giant fake head is talking to Tim Robbins and we're like, what yes. is this? <laughs> yes. We need more <laughs> Green Lanterns in our film time. More Green Lanterns, more cats. Do it. I like this. Uh, what the, He's like a cop, right? This guy that's like super high on drugs and is, yeah, you know, so, clear, yeah. is clearly like, nothing can go wrong here. I only stole drugs from this international guy that killed someone in front of me. I could probably steal drugs from him and be fine about that. And I love um, how he's like, well, I'm not a hooker, but hey, it sounds fun. But I like how they get there and, and he's like trying to be like, let's have a party and whatnot. She's like, so what's this building like? And he's like, oh, I guess, it, you know, it's nice. It's, it's, it's the suite that, uh, what's his name? Uh, some gangster like occupied like he has like real obscure facts about this building there <laughs> well and, and this obviously crooked a-hole cop guy leads her to not trusting the entire police department mm-hmm. 
This seems like this will be played by somebody now. I can't. <laughs> well, this is obviously a Jurgen Perchnow role he turned down, seems. <laughs> who, who, Checky Cario? The main bad guy, yeah. Yeah, Checky Cario, yeah. He's, he, yeah. He, yeah. Well, he's hot. This is, this is his year. He's got this and Goldeneye. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, it feels like, you know, if you couldn't get him, Perchnow, you'd take enough. it. Well, yeah, he was busy filming um, uh, In the Mouth of Madness. Yeah. A few years later, Doug Ray Scott would be up for something like this. He, he, he did it. <laughs> Mission yeah, Impossible. He did. Yeah, Mission Impossible. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Past like, commentary. Yep. <laughs> check it out. Yeah, it's on out now on the, on the iTunes. Well, yeah, check it care. I mean, I know what you're saying, yeah, as far as, like, international villain kind of thing. Yeah. That's another thing about this movie. It's not about, like, Middle Eastern terrorists. It's just about, like fashionable european bad guys <laughs> and there's that that one guy the guy it, it's funny it's almost like he's like having a like uh cost like costume like a dis- master disguise thing the guy they, with the mustache and the long black hair like oh yeah he's in oh, a yeah, ton of stuff but yeah. it's like he looks obviously like he's trying to like he almost like he's got a groucho marks glasses and nose mustache thing going on They filmed the hell out of this death sequence too, by the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's it's there's no blood. He's he's smart enough to know that nobody wants to watch her die graphically. Yeah. But this well, then I give this movie guys. an F because no <laughs> blood, Aaron. Oh, yeah, it's got it's, it's got plenty of angles. Well, you'll get blood later. Well, yeah, there's plenty of blood. There's but... a lot. There's quite a bit of blood in this movie. Yeah. But again, yeah, it's taken seriously as yeah. opposed to the sequel. <laughs> it's something that's kind of like. Bad Boys 2 feels it like it feels like the world tried to erase this movie when Bad Boys 2 and Hot Fuzz came out. Like Hot Fuzz seems to like exist to like claim that Bad Boys 2 is the only Bad Boys. Like they only made yeah. Bad Boys 2. <laughs> Everybody likes to call it Bad Boys 2 Life. <laughs> Bad Boys 1 Life. And like I love Hot Fuzz, but at the same time it's like this movie's going out of its way to be like there wasn't a first one. It's all Bad Boys 2. <laughs> like that's all there was. <laughs> Well, if you check out Box Office Returns, it looks like people only know about the second one. <laughs> well, it had that hit soundtrack. Like, it had, Bad Boys 2 was like, that was like, that wasn't, it was a sizable The soundtrack hit, right? was one track, Shake Your Tail Feather. <laughs> that, was, that, was that was it. it. That was the only one. <laughs> it was <laughs> the score. If you bought the score of the soundtrack, it was the same thing. I think it had two tr- CDs. I think there was like an album soundtrack and then like a score soundtrack. Because it was like produced yeah. by what, Jay-Z and, um, and Puff Daddy? Yeah, at the time, like it was that, it was that, and then you had Nelly. It was Nelly. The Nelly track on it, whatnot. Who did but the, like? Who did the score in Bad Boy? It was it still. It wasn't Mark. They used his theme, the Mark Mancina theme. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I remember the the, the opening. So the opening of Bad Boys Two is very of its time too. You can oh, tell for it sure. it's the very happening. 2003. Like, <laughs> like tech, techno metal. Like, yeah, it's that was the same story. Yeah, summer of 2003. It was like. Bad Boys 2, Pirates, right? Came out that summer. Pirates, Hollywood Homicide, of course. Yeah. Too, too Fast, Too Furious. Future Commentary. Future Commentary. Hollywood oh, Homicide. 2003 was a, it was a year of, of great car chases. That was a car yes. chase year. Um, yeah, Terminator, Bad Boys, Matrix, Hollywood Homicide. Too Fast, uh, Too Italian Furious. Job, Fast and Furious. Jesus. Yeah, it had like a ton of car chases. Like two, like two Fast and Furious and Bad Boys were filming at the same time. Like they were like yeah. they're on opposite freeways from each other. So if I recall, Ron Shelton wrote both Bad Boys Two and Hollywood Homicide. Yeah, he had a great year. Um, 
know, they they accomplish you know Bay accomplishes a lot in terms of making this film look bigger via close-ups, frankly. Close-ups and like um, having a lot of extras do extra work. Yes, but just barely out of you know barely in frame. But it feels like a real police scene, right? You have like yeah. a lot of people doing the job. <laughs> like in other movies, it'd just be like one cop walks on, has every single answer, walks off, tells like one guy that's off the scene, like yeah, mm-hmm. this was, like 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 twenty-one bridges. Honestly, like yeah. it's it's like Chadwick shows up, is like, what was everybody else doing? I don't know, but he's here now. Let's do. Let's he can have, he has all the answers. It's a lot of bridges, by the way. So many. Put your hand on my shoulder. What? What? What does Will have as far as films go at this point? Um, Made in America. America, Ted Danson. Six degrees of separation. Six degrees, and that's like the one that's like, oh, he can act, right? Yeah, that kind of. Uh, He did a film, uh, Where the Day Takes You, about kids basically striking out in Hollywood and having become prostitutes. Um, and that might be it. You still Fresh Prince? Yeah, his music. Yeah, you still. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. It's between yeah, well, his, his rap this and, was, and this and Independence Day were the cor- turning the corners, and then you know yeah, he'd be fully men, utilized Men in Black. Men in Black just like no, Best, it's done. Like he's, it's a super, just, he's, he's forever. Action, comedy, music. It's his. It's his trifecta right there. Big Willie Weekend. And I love the the you know Will Smith <laughs> is kind of him and Bruce Willis that. Action stars bouncing between, you know, the pure action genre and like science fiction action yeah. stuff. It's pretty. Oh. Both both of them could do that well. Because I mean, one of my favorite action movies of the the ninety was a, like Enemy of the State that he did. That, that was That's one of his best movies. Period. It, it's so good, and it was also a launching pad for like a lot of like young. Like Jack Black's yeah, that's a, that's a huge like that, that's that's Tons a huge that's a huge for like um, Jerry Bruckheimer type movie as far as like yeah, yeah I can get all of these people to be in this movie we can mm-hmm. have all the visuals I got a big hot director I got Tony Scott here I got two star I got Gene Hackman and Will Smith Gene Hackman right. playing the playing his character <laughs> from the conversation and Will Smith <laughs> it's everything <laughs> and we'll have a giant shootout at the end we'll have all these shots. Will Jason Lee get run over by a fire truck? <laughs> and and it's R rated. Like yeah, it, yeah. it's still a huge hit. <laughs> but you know, to my surprise when I saw it in nineteen ninety eight, it went you know, up until the end, it's also restrained in its violence. You know, there's lots of chaos, but there's you know, up until the final shootout, there's like three deaths in the entire film. Because that's Bruckheimer. Like Bruckheimer knows. Jason yeah. Lee, man. R.I.P. Uh, yeah, Jason, but he, he, Jason and the uh, whoever plays the mistress, I don't remember her name. I remember uh, being like, uh, "Oh, Lisa, cool, Lisa, Jason Lee's in this movie." Oh, Lisa, Lisa Bonet. Oh yeah, thank you. Um, but I mean, that's Bruckheimer's movies in general. Like they, yeah. he knows how to. He as much as most of the, like you know, Crimson Tide, this, The Rock, on it, like they're all R rated, but they're they they're still work as yeah, almost family entertainment, like a movie that yeah. not necessarily not take cool young enough. kids to, but you can take. You can uh, the same kind of four quadrant audience that sees you know the Marvel movies basically can see the Jerry Bruckheimer movies. Yes. Uh, well, you know, Top Gun was PG. I mean, yeah, that's the eighties. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> like this one would be PG thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> this new one. Um. But I mean, yeah, it was that we've talked about this before in these various cut where it's like the R rated movies of the nineties were still being seen by everybody. It seemed like it wasn't yeah. there wasn't much restriction. 
to that degree. And then they just kind of evolved with the times where you get to like what Armageddon or gone, gone in 60 seconds, I guess is like kind of the turn. Yeah, well, Rush Hour for me is sort of the you know the R thirteen, Anaconda and Rush Hour. Those are the ones. I mean, like like Rock Hopper specifically, but yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Carry on. Because he starts mixing, he starts mixing it up. Like he gets to Gone in sixty seconds, and it becomes more. There's more family stuff in there. You get remember the Titans, uh, and you get like a PG thirteen Pearl Harbor. You get a PG thirteen Bad Company. You get Kangaroo Jack for some reason. Then he goes all Disney because then you get Pirates of the Caribbean, and you go from there. Yeah. National uh, Treasure. National uh, Treasure, which is basically a Jerry Bruckheimer movie for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's all he does for like a good long while after that. Like, yeah. Ever the, after that, if between the, I mean, the there's Pirates a movies. There's a lot of TV. The, yeah, there's a lot of TV. Because what, like the CSIs are all him. Yeah. Right? So it's uh, that, the Pirates movies, National Treasure, Prince of Persia. It's not until last year where he kind of kicked it back into gear again. Yeah, they're what, or the year before, like Twelve Strong, that horse, the horse movie, <laughs> and uh, and then <laughs> Gem- and Gemini Man. Yep. And is he like uncredited on Geostorm? Isn't he involved in some way mm. on Geostorm? I do not know. Because I I, that, I thought that was part of the thing. It was like for some, somehow Dean Devlin and Jerry Bruckheimer, two like monster producers, like got involved in the same. Like he needed to help save it or something. Okay, so we got Joe Pants being like, I, "You need to be Mike Lowry now," <laughs> Lowry. And, it's his, and it's his idea, right? It's Joe Pants' idea. Yeah, oh, yeah. Him he into this forces mess. him, and he forces him to keep with it too. <laughs> yeah. You be, you be you around her, but when, when, when around her. <laughs> I mean, to, to the credit of this movie, like uh, I know you're saying about Bad Boys too. This movie, this is all the Martin show for a good while because Will Smith yeah. got knocked out. Like he, so he's yeah. in all the shootouts. He's jumping off stuff. Well, it's funny is, I mean, I guess it's probably a career decision of Will Smith to play more straight man. But I mean, Will Smith was just as loony, funny as Martin, but he's he's more the hunky guy in this. He's the suave one. Right, the suave. He still like, got what, his fu- funny chops, but when they're ta- when they're in- when they're in- when they're interacting with each other, he's funny. Like yeah. if anything, it switches. Like if anything, like when when Will's interacting with Martin, Will becomes the the funnier one, and Martin's like he's the exasperated one because he just wants to get home to his family. Yeah, especially in two, two more so. <laughs> two, he's got his above ground pool. Yeah. Stupid Miami, living by the river. <laughs> that movie. The last time I watched Bad Boys 2, I looked at my watch, and I was like, there's another hour of this movie? <laughs> like, it's so long. Well, I, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. I thought the this, the part where Martin drops X, and they go to Pants' house, I thought that was early in the movie. No, it's like an hour 15, yeah, it's hour a, 20 into the movie when that segment happens. It's a digression. It's weird how dedicated to the police work that movie still is. Like, it's so much <laughs> nonsense, but it's still like, we got to get the evidence so we can get a warrant. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> how much shoe leather is in this movie? <laughs> that movie's like, it's lot. Like, they like, solve basically all the crimes. They're like, well, we got to go to Cuba, and there's still yep. like 40 minutes left in the yeah. movie. <laughs> the movie ends at the two hour mark, but there's yeah. still another 30 minutes to go. It's like, well, they kidnapped Gabriel Union, so we got to go to Cuba now. <laughs> It is Otherwise, an action, never spinoff. It is an action epic. But yeah. I, I will say, when I when I watched it this last time, I was like, oh, man, I need a good... Like, this movie's like two hours and 45 minutes. I was shocked. It's like 2.20. Yeah. 
does it does feel longer. It feels long, but it, <laughs> and it does feel long as as entertaining as it is. It does feel incredibly long, but I, I thought it was like two forty, two forty five. It's it's a two twenty. It's exhausting. That's what it is. Yeah, it is. I don't I don't mind Bad Boys too. I don't dislike it. I think it has a lot of ugly stuff in it for sure. There and especially for Will Smith too. That was the biggest yeah. surprise. There's some stuff he does like the like when he's um. When he's berating Martin Lawrence's daughter's like date for the prom yeah. or whatever, it's oh, like, yeah. this is this is Will Smith unleashed right here. <laughs> like this. that is that is, though that's the scene from that movie. Like that is people's yeah. favorite scene. It's, it's uh, their that, favorite or least favorite scene. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it, it, that movie. It, so like a, a lot of the you know there you know well, yeah there there's problems with the action, but it's playing just movie logic that's all yeah. it's doing it i mean it's not intending to be like yeah kill you know mm-hmm. it's just playing with things go crash and bang in movies and they're movies they're not realities that's, <laughs> that, i mean that's the logic base going for it. i don't think he's like yeah no, it's, it's kill it's these homes it's, it's just like it's, it's something a, it's I can a jack destroy. slater movie in last action Hero. Yes. like it's yeah. its own thing it's something <laughs> i can destroy it, it's before and in this you know, one you've got the villains complaining about the too much killing yeah but like, look at these, like this. What, what's great about this movie and these, like this, these action scenes is that it's really working with Bay's. Like, I don't have the budget for anything, so I'll just make right. cool setups. I'll put cameras in cool yeah. places, like below the stairs, right there with the smoke, or inside the bar, and like just like. And because of the Miami ar- architecture, you get some cool like lighting, like which he and, clearly sees. And this is, sh- I mean, it just it's showcasing his talent because he's showing. Mm-hmm. how good he is with what little he's given it's i mean it's a difference i don't know, i use this reference it's a difference between uh stanley kubrick shooting the overlook and mike flanagan shooting the overlook like uh-huh. that's it's well, everything's also practical yeah. that's the other thing yeah I mean, yeah not, not that like the cg takes away necessarily but i mean for you can you can see like when guns are going off and hitting the walls you have to like plant right. squibs in the walls and stuff you can't just like digitally add it later and it feels yeah. real it feels different that way it's dangerous. It feels. It feels dangerous. There's Bay a recklessness. Yeah, that's one good thing with Bay. Like he gets you on the edge of your seat because he does it of now, his recklessness. Still, like I mean, despite making Transformers movies, he does he does as much as he can in camera. Like there's so, I mean the the best education you can do from watching just special features is watching the behind the scenes on Transformers movies because it's ridiculous how many like real things he's throwing at actors' faces. Like yeah. The, um, I, I, I mean, it's a shit like the, the, you know, Michael Bay getting in the Transformer business, almost like James Cameron in the Avatar business. But mm-hmm. I, when they he was in the middle, play. I mean, he, yeah, yeah. It, he, made, you know, he made those movies his own for better or worse. Yeah. When he, I mean, when he stopped, yeah, he, he he could have always turned him down. But like when he stopped, made pain again, I'm like, oh, man, I'm excited to see where you go back to Transformers. OK, um, <laughs> like it's just. Uh, yeah, I just want more from him, and I don't want to take people from franchises. Like, you know, I, I'm just as excited uh, at seeing another Ryan Johnson Star Wars as I would be another Ryan Johnson film in general. So either way it goes, I guess I'm fine. But Bay with Transformers just didn't quite work for me like like that though. I want to get back like, to that. I want to get back to that in a second because we can talk about his latest film and how that's a potential franchise as well. But real quick, the, to go back to the Bad Boys Two, I like this by the way with Martin and the Bellboy. Um, the, the with Bad Boys Two, the craziest thing to be with Will Smith like going unleashed is like I don't think I've ever heard him use the N word, and he's like saying it a lot in that movie. It's specifically oh, in yeah. that scene is like, what? Where is this coming from? <laughs> like what? This end? Like what is Will? What's Will Smith coming off of for Bad Boys Two? 
Scott. Mm. Is it Men in Black 2? Uh, Ali, Men in Black 2, Legend of Bagger Vance. Yep. So it's uh, like, sl- Bagger. Like, yeah. The bagger. And that's what he generally does. when he, you know, he he has a couple of lumps and he goes back to a familiar franchise. And it's, I mean, because um, he's just not holding back in that movie. And it's, it's yeah. so, like, it's it, it feels out of step with who he is as a celebrity, like, because he has a certain image. So it's like, Michael Bay tapped into his dark, like the dark side is Will it's Smith and Bad Boys too. <laughs> like, well, if you've seen him do it in the nineties, been like okay, but like at that point, it wasn't safe decisions he was making for like you'd think he'd make. Uh huh. Um, as much as because after uh, Bad Boys too, it's a lot of like really interesting. I robot. Choices. They're like uh, they're they're yeah, more interesting choices. They're not necessarily pounds. all slam dunks, but they're still like he's challenging himself more. That's where he has that five year run where he just can open everything. That's the thing. They're also successes. Like yeah. I, I don't no, think I don't, comedies, economic mobility dramas, for God's sakes. Like I, I <laughs> and I, and I know you like um, Hancock and some of the others more than I yeah. do. But like I, Robot, I, I am Legend, two yeah. high movies. Um, Hancock, Pursuit of Happiness. Like those are all like interesting things for a leading man to do, and like what he's op- what he's asked to do in them. Like because those yeah. are those are tough performances to do from like an, an you know a leading man. As opposed to like a character. Phenomenal actor. In I am legend. He is. I I, would, I consider that generally yeah. to be his best performance as an actor. I don't like yeah. I don't like the last third of that movie, but I do think he's excellent throughout the movie. Um, I don't like the director's cut version either. I think there's some weird happy medium that they just couldn't find. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's a, there's a way to make that work, and they just couldn't seem to find either way. Uh-huh. He should die. <laughs> it just makes sense. Like, it just, like, yeah, don't, yeah. don't leave him alive. That doesn't make any sense. Um, the, t- the fucking titles, I Am Legend. You can't leave them alive at the end of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should have him go back in time and strangle himself in the womb. And Jesus. Uh. To, be, to be fair, the theatrical, the theatrical cut does kill Will Smith. So, like, that's a yeah. bold choice for that movie. I and just wish... He kills his own dog. I, yeah. So I just, I just wish the movie worked better with what it was doing. Like, there's so much good uh. in it. It's annoying. For me, the first... Hour and change are so good that I don't mind the last twenty minutes. Kind of goes on autopilot. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, that's why it's merely a good movie and not a great one. For what that's worth. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole nonsense. Yeah, with I, Martin... I like Hancock more than some people, and whatever. Yeah. But again, it's still mm-hmm. you know, both you know, right at the dawn of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. this original superhero movie. That underwent all kinds of production garbage and behind the scenes tabloid whatever made six hundred and twenty four million dollars worldwide. That was more than Iron Man. That was more than Mamma Mia. Um, yeah, again, again, his his performance, he's great in it. For under like, Banda, he's great in it, and Jason Bateman's great in it. Like there, there's some good stuff in Hancock. You know, I just again, four, five, six months later, he, he does you know Seven Pounds, which is the least commercial movie humanly imaginable, and in Hollywood acts like it's a Ding on his stardom that it flops. It's still at one hundred and seventy million dollars worldwide. As we've been talking, I again say Will Smith has not been in this movie for like a good like yeah. 20, 15, 15, 20 minutes now. Like well, it's been it's been the Martin show. Here's your Beverly Hills Cop. We like Bronson Pinchot scene. Yeah, or sequence <laughs> like because I guess Bruckheimer and Simpson like wanted like this project started as a knockoff. Uh, like a Beverly Hills Cop-ish thing that they wanted to do. Yeah. But, and so this is clearly that. And it's easy, <laughs> it's easy comedy to get, too. It's like, right. know, put a guy in a hotel. Like, they're putting, like, in a... 
a concierge type position. It's easy that you know have a guy yell at him. There's some fun to come out of that. Like that's easy. But the stuff before that, where he's like, he's pretending to be Mike in Will's apartment, and like they have mm-hmm. pic- he has pictures of himself all over the place. He's like, yeah, it's when I saved him. You know, it's just like that's every time his his place is like mine. Like it's ridiculous. Then he has to go back again. Like I can, you can see why Martin's first build in this movie. He's carrying all of this plot right now. He's going back yeah. to his house now. He's talking to his wife about everything. <laughs> well, it's weird the fact he leaves her there, and she is there by herself for a long time. Well, then you know they don't know where she. Well, with as much as she want to bolt, she wants to bolt and is weary. She's still weary, even though he's Mike Lowry. He, he, he calmed her weird. down with his uh, with his Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. It's a huge vest. It is the nineties. Well, eventually starts wearing Will's clothes, which is pretty funny. Okay. <laughs> A lot of low angles. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's the impression of scale. And I'll say this, because it's always interesting to think about the cinematography when it comes to showing black characters or characters of color on camera. Michael Bay knows what he's doing. Like they, yeah. they, it, it's not washed out. Like they, right. These guys look like they look and how they're supposed to look in this movie. I like how a lot of this commentary is just us saying how great Michael Bay is, even though there's there's movies I clearly do not like. From him. Like there, <laughs> well, there's yeah. clear problems he has with his style. Yeah. Well, I think we, we've all acknowledged that, and that yeah. I mean, but he is super talented. Which yeah, yeah. When when he drops the ball on something like Six Underground, I get annoyed mm-hmm. because I know he's capable of better, and he's sort of playing to his stereotypes. Yeah, he. I mean, he if he'd be will. I mean, he's definitely an alpha. But yeah. the greatest thing for him would be to collaborate with some, you know, talented writers, producers to just really collaborate where, hey, you're the directing talent, but we're going to need, you know, to work together and not overdo it. You know, and we've all said this, but can you imagine how good a Superman movie with, frankly, a more empathetic screenplay directed by Michael Bay would look? Oh, <laughs> I mean, it'd look probably amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I like this line where he's where Joe Pans is like missing all of these shots and he's like I was making it all in before you guys came yeah. back here. <laughs> and then the timely didn't like he's smoking uh, like a giant cigar. Yeah. Too. <laughs> so like I always thought, I thought it was hilarious. So I saw this movie and I was like yeah, you know your boy wants to be like Mike. He's like you'll be right retired like him too. I thought it was funny. And then like didn't Michael Jordan return like yeah. shortly after this movie? Came I think out? it was after this before this movie had actually come out. Yeah. So it was already out of date. I mean, that was all. The, I mean, you well, cause, well, no, Space Jam is '96, and that's what. Yes. That's, it's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like just after. Because Space Jam comes out after he gets back into basketball, right? So it's yes. it's, it's that we it's yeah. It's, so there's like some. So he's making room. fun of the yeah. Obviously, he's making fun of his baseball stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because if there's one thing you want to do, it's take the thing where you were taken away from basketball for your gambling habits and right. make fun of that in a movie about it. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's a that's a strange movie in terms of where he was in his life at that point. Who, Michael Jordan? Yeah, There's and yet I think he's actually very good in the film. He does play well he's, against animated characters, which it's not surprising. you know. I mean, he's smarter at that. You know, Steve Martin, who tried to steal the movie from Daffy Duck. Yeah, you know, the, the next one, Mac in Action, which is a much better movie, mind you. But you know, Michael Jordan, of all people, do okay. Yeah, I'm not going to try to steal this movie from Looney Tunes. 
Um, <laughs> Joe Pants like spelling out the plot. Like, yeah. this makes sense, right, guys? <laughs> As I yell at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> you be you, but only when you're but around, not but her. not in front of her. <laughs> God. Love Joey Pants. That is real hair. Uh, probably back then. Heads up, right? He's <laughs> got hair. Uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, six un- Brandon, have you seen Six Underground yet? I, ha- I haven't. I haven't. Like I was. You haven't. You haven't sat the kids down by, was around saying, the TV. Everybody was saying it was so bad. I was like, yeah, I'll get to it. We'll see. You, you haven't sat, sat all the kids around the TV and like let's watch the latest Michael Bay movie on Netflix. <laughs> no, they they picked the Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> It is what it is. And your daughter's a huge it, Dolomite fan, right? She does his routines. Right, yeah. It is. She goes to bed to Dolomite every night. Now the kids just, just can't get enough of that Joe Pesci. <laughs> you know, speaking of Lethal Weapon 4, Joe, that's got to be what? Joe Pesci's fifth best performance? <laughs> uh, I yeah. love his monologue at the end about, you know, the, you know, the dead frog. Yeah, froggy? Yeah, you know, better, you know, different isn't better. That's actually incredibly profound advice. I don't need to speak well about Mel Gibson, but I do like that whole sequence. Because it's, it's, it's a mix of him talking about Froggy and being sincere about it and Mel Gibson giving yeah. looks in the way that he's very good at doing as far yeah. as humoring uh, Leo. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, that's the frustrating thing about Mel Gibson is he's still a terrific actor. <laughs> um. Now, is, if, maybe I missed it. Is he not allowed to tell his wife what's going on? That's no, the other, that's the yeah, other that's ridiculous just, thing. Just, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, he's like, just explain everything. I mean, if you're gonna keep doing it, be honest. And he's like, yeah. I'll just say I'm leaving out of town, and I want Mike to stay here with you because maybe bad people might come, and I need to be, feel safe that way. It's uh, when he says, "Have a coke and a smile." That's funny. But, um, I love how out of his element Will Smith is in this scene. He plays it perfectly, like just trying to help, but he's like, "No, you have no idea." Like he feels like a child in this sequence because he doesn't like this. He doesn't do this. Like he's not a domestic yeah. guy, right? He's, he's yeah. the player. Oh, here's Kevin Corrigan with all of his hair. Yep. As I put on Twitter, I'm like, Kevin Corrigan might just be the baddest boy for life. <laughs> well, he dies in this movie, so he's not going to be yeah. the, three, the threequel. It's true. Yep. <laughs> I, li- I like Chucky Cario's like, growing frustration with this, too, where it's like, I've picked a terrible spot for this to happen, but uh, but but I'm not going to acknowledge that it's my fault that I'm not getting my job done. <laughs> also, I've hired like weird surfer guys to be in charge of some of this stuff. Like, he's so angry. You're fucking with my timetable. <laughs> Does Michael Bay have a cameo in this one? He has one in Bad Boys 2. Yeah, Bad Boys 2, he does in most of his movies. I won't be surprised. Um, let see if I can find that. I feel like Matt, Michael Bay's Bad Boys 2 cameo is like, ha, look at me, I'm playing a middle-class person. Look at this. Ha, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't say. Yeah, you he didn't have the chutzpah to be a first-time director gotcha. cameo in his own film. He didn't, he didn't have the, the confidence yet. <coughs> and as we know, he couldn't do Armageddon because he was busy cameoing in Mystery Men. Right. 
make, just makes sense. I always love the story he tells on that. It's like, you know, he didn't realize until he did the work on Mystery Men how boring it was for actors on the set. And then from then on, he would make sure that all the sets had tons of video games. Is that true? What? If I recall, I mean, I'm paraphrasing a 20-year-old magazine quote. But... Like, so, like, on his sets, he just has, like, things going on when people are just not working? Yeah, allegedly. Huh. Um. So now, yeah, it's this weird charade where he has to pretend to be Will Smith and explain, yeah, I have pictures of another man in my apartment because he saved me a bunch, and that's what I do. I have pictures. <laughs> Makes sense. That's what people do. <laughs> and, you know, they, they do the bit without really going into gay panic. Yeah, the second one. Yeah, they yeah do. well, that's... Yeah. The, oh, yeah, the second one, they're oh, like, totally yeah. The second one's so regressive in every way possible. You ever make love to a man before? You want to? Where's Martin at at this point? Like he's been, he's he has Martin, obviously. Is this his big? Like I don't. Does he have he's, movies? He's got Boomerang. I, boomerang. Yes, he wasn't Boomerang. It was three years got, prior. He's got Boomerang, and that's a that's a hit. Like that's that's yeah. a that's a. <laughs> that, I like Boomerang. Like that movie doesn't get enough. Cre- I mean, it got a what a BET series and whatnot. Like, but that, that, that's a solid movie, and that's a solid like let's have black people live you know normal lives type of movie, which you know weirdly has to be a rarity when you say something like that. But you got Eddie oh, Murphy. He's in the House Party movies. Yeah, he's in the House Party movies. But again, that he's just like the DJ. He's in the background. I know, oh, this, like do the right things his first as a, movie as his own star. Do the right things his first movie, and then you know he's a he's a big stand up at this time too. He's doing Def Jam all the time and whatnot. He's like he's huge at the stand up scene. Yeah. Well, because next he's got Thin Line Between Love and Hate, Nothing to Lose. Thin uh, Line, yeah, that's like his starring role. Life and Blue yeah. Streak, Big Mama's House. And... Yeah, he's really. I mean, people don't think about it. Like he really, yeah, you you you're not wrong, right? I mean, he, he really was like yeah. a lead actor, like that would you know, was a bankable star at that point. He doesn't, I mean, he kind of, like, after... I mean, how, how else do you get to be one of the four epic leads of Wild Hogs? Exactly! <laughs> that was his big, that was his big return after, you know, he had Big Mama's House 2, and then he doesn't... I mean, the next year's Wild Hogs, and that's where he really... You know, when I always talk about, you know, the kind of movies that don't work anymore, and star power doesn't work anymore, yada, 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 that's always the one that comes <laughs> to mind. Because, <laughs> is it a good movie? God, no. But that movie opened to $46 million in early 2006. What? Which one? Wild Hogs. Wild Hogs? Oh, seven, I think. <laughs> he did uh, do a, possibly. He did do a third Big Mama's House, which... Like Mama's Like Sons. Yeah. <laughs> which makes me... It flashes me back to 30 Rock when Rip Torn's talking to Tracy Morgan. He's like, you're going to do Fat Bitch too." <laughs> <laughs> like someone told Martin Lawrence, you're doing Big Mama's House three. Did, did Paul Giamatti come back for that one? <laughs> Hold up. Well, because it was a Brandon T. Jackson vehicle more than a Martin Lawrence, probably at the time. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, no, I don't see Paul Giamatti, but Ken, Ken Jong's in it. Oh, yeah, the natural replacement. It's neat to think about how like big of a shift Paul Giamatti took from being like back like guy in the van and Donnie Brasco to respected character actor slash occasional star. Sideways. 
Yeah, it like or it just took him, just took him to an, in like Cinderella Man, like that one two mm-hmm. puff puff pow, <laughs> the one two punch right there, literally. Did you say Giamatti? Yeah, Giamatti. Just because uh, for me it was Private Parts. That was when I first noticed him. No, but yeah, that, not, not just noticing him, but like going yeah. from guy you recognize. To oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's Paul mm-hmm. Giamatti because he's <laughs> like because like Big Mama's house is what what ninety. No, two thousand. It's two thousand. Yeah, yeah. And and I think he's in too. I think so. I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and he had uh, Man on the Moon. He was. He's in Man that the Moon's one. Big one. Yes, but but I mean, yeah, I'm saying like he's still like playing these kind of parts. Yeah. But then he gets like elevated like pretty quickly from like Lady that in guy. the Water. And of course, Big Fat Liar. Yeah. Very important. Everyone's yeah, he, fa- he favorite. Tra- he was blue. Everyone's favorite Spider-Man yes. villain. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Rhino. Yeah. yeah. As we, yeah, it's, it's Rhino, uh, guy that stole the car in the first Spider-Man, then Thomas Hayden Church. And um, catch, a, catch of the Day Goblin. Yeah, Catch of the Day, catch of the day Goblin. <laughs> um, isn't that the question of the day? Question of the Day, Question of the Day Goblin, sorry. <laughs> catch of the Day. Woo. Um, then um, uh, deleted Felicia Hardy scenes, and um, then Willem Dafoe. That's the order. <laughs> You talk about his oversized vest. Now he's wearing Will's shirt, and it looks like yep. very much big on him because it's Will's shirt, who's you know a foot taller than Martin is. Yep. <laughs> might maybe even more. They might be on Apple. He might be on Apple boxes in this movie. Well, yeah, well, they got to save it for when John Sally gets on screen. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> John Sally of uh, the Detroit Piston Bad Boys. Mm-hmm. They knew what they were doing. We've seen this actress in a number of our commentaries. She's in The Crow, also. Oh, she's the mother. Yes. Yeah. Neat. She's like a character actor. She pops up in a lot of things. Right now, they'd be playing Shake Your Tail Feather if this was the second one. <laughs> that song, like, is it, it scores the movie. Like, it's it does. Every, it's, it's, a, it's like into the score. If you've got a shot of the city, you know it's going to start and they're going to enter somewhere. And it was like song, like that song was everywhere too. Like that. that sum- oh yeah, that summer you could not avoid it. And I remember it being like, hey, is that the like Atlanta Braves chant thing that they got going? And here's the thing, like when Scott, you know, when when Bad Boys Two was coming out, like Bad Boys was a hit, but like was it a movie where like people were saying like, oh, Bad Boys Two is happening because uh... I love Bad Boys so much, it's why I want to see it, or it was just because it's Will Smith and Martin Lawrence in a big summer yeah. movie. It was more the latter, but the first film was popular. And it's a cable I mean, hit. Like, I've seen it yeah, on yeah. TV, like, all yeah. the time. Bad comparison, but it was like, you know, Terminator 2 in terms, I mean, in terms of budget, Jesus. First one, you know, it went from, like, 17 million to 130. Uh-huh. But, and it was kind of the same in that it was, people wanted to see Terminator 2 because, yeah, they liked and saw Terminator. But, but oh. it was also because Arnold would just come off Total Recall Cameron had done aliens, yada, you know, looked spectacular, yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, the same way, yes, you're right. Bad Boys 2 comes out. Yes, people like Bad Boys, but since then, Will Smith's a huge star. Martin Lawrence was still, you know, bankable. Michael Bay had become Michael Bay. Because, like, it's eight years later. It's a long time before they make Bad Boys 2. Yeah, (laughs) and and it had a killer trailer with them and the the opening with the the KKK. KKK. That that killed, you know, every time you saw the trailer. What a time that was, by the way, to advertise (laughs) a a big summer comedy with Will Smith slow-mo busting out of a KKK robe and going in slow motion shooting at people. (laughs) 
and something that wouldn't be considered the least bit political or controversial. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> Everybody agreed that, hey, this is what you do. Yeah. Uh, they Michael Shannon is my favorite. Battle of ideas. I'll be curious what the villains are in Bad Boys for Life because we've gotten two movies that they didn't have to resort to, like, terrorists. <laughs> All right. They are DEA agents, so I guess you're, you're, you're or, sorry, narcotics officers. Yeah, so it, it makes yeah, yeah they both they've dealt in drugs, so yeah. both movies. God, there's like four villains in Bad Boys too. Too, you got like Peter Stormare, and the the guy from Blow, hmm? Michael Shannon, as <laughs> a KKK member, <laughs> and then Henry Rollins' guns. Oh yeah, <laughs> not like Henry Rollins, but just his guns. What kind of thing does Mike Lowry have going on where people are showing up in his apartment like midday? <laughs> More of what Michael Bay has going on. I guess so, right? <laughs> we haven't got to the scene yet where Will gets to the apartment and sees like the dog like ruining everything and like his apartment's all oh here it is. It's this scene. <laughs> I did notice watching both of these, like, you know, Michael Bay gets the uh, the leering eye, honey cam, like, looking at women type thing. But he, he likes to shoot the men looking pretty hot, too, I will yeah. say. Well, I, I was like, an, I was like, he's an, he's an equal opportunity filmmaker. I, I, I noticed that because he gets, you know, he gets this like, you know, sexist pig type attitude while some of the times, you know, the girls aren't wearing as much of clothes, but he's filming the guys with as much of a leering... The, I mean, the he, key shot of this movie is Will Smith's shirt open running in slow motion. I mean, He that's... just likes fit people. <laughs> well, I, I think, for better or worse, that reputation started around the Transformers films because the hero in that was, you know, a relatively sexless nerd. And his... and his you know, Yeah, his sexless nerd that was obviously planted on him from Spielberg, not a Michael Bay casting. Yeah, yeah. And, and the rest of the characters are robots yeah right. and, which partially explains why you know bay hates that kid with every fiber of his body <laughs> right. the character not the actor obviously and then when he got to replace we got we, we got to pick his own lead it was mark Wahlberg. yeah uh, yeah here's mark which is partially why in my opinion fourth the fourth one is the best give or take bumblebee i like bumblebee yeah uh, I mean, B- bumblebee is the best <laughs> like, <laughs> um I mean, it's a better movie. I mean, it's a better, yeah. I know what you're saying. But, I mean, in terms of Michael Bay's like yeah. inner Transformers movies, I don't. I mean, I like the first one a lot more than you do. You just hate Shia LaBeouf in that movie for whatever reason. Well, I, I think he's an incredibly <laughs> awful, obnoxious character. Um, I, I think it works. I think what he's doing in that movie works. And I'm coming off of like Disturbia, which I do think well, he's. I don't think he's very good at, it. and everybody loves Disturbia for some reason. I don't get it, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just I'm right and you're wrong. So. <laughs> All due respect, of course. Uh, but no, I mean, Bumblebee is obviously a better film in almost every way. Um, but again, I think it's funny that, you know, the internet was always saying, oh, you know, Bay is ruining Transformers. Bay is ruining Transformers. Well, they got rid of Bay and nobody showed up because the people liked Michael Bay Transformers pictures. I mean, well, it was a complete package. Part of that is there for they sure. They liked the, the last same, night? That, yeah, at the same time, like the yeah. last night was... <laughs> not loved and also it came pretty quickly after it so i do think there's like yeah. a, i mean uh, you've said this before part of the joy of transformers is they were only coming along every three years so yes. like for better or worse 
people go in and see the exact thing they want to, and then they don't have to see it for a while. Exactly. When you make when you make a last night, which is not satisfying, and then you make another movie right away after it, it's like, didn't I just get one of these? And I didn't like that one. Like, what am I doing? And I, here? and I would argue to a certain extent, last night was him sort of pulling back on his shtick. I think to the film's detriment. Well, yeah, he was trying to make that cinematic universe. Rolling. He was trying to make that cinematic universe thing happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, yeah, pulling back, I think it's just more, he put all of the stuff he put all over the movie into just Anthony Hopkins and his robo-butler. Yes. Like, yeah. all of the stuff that he would generally do, he just put into those characters. And while those characters are, I guess, the highlight of that movie, it's just like, well, the rest of this movie misses that quirkiness. Like, it yes. doesn't have that stuff. Well, and I think retroactively, I think his first Transformers movie was loved. Like that yeah. summer, like yes. I was, it was, it huge was well reviewed. People, yeah. It was well reviewed. People were going nuts for it. And then people all of a sudden, retro, retroactively, now people are like, oh, I don't like it. I'm like, no, people were loving that movie the summer it came out. Like, I was right like, before it was cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, obviously, but no, you're right. There you go. I mean, <laughs> Transformers the... was considered basically the biggest of big. It basically was the biggest scaled present set Earthbound blockbuster of its time. Well, it give had, or take. It, it had the right ingredient. It had this like property that was like, how do you make this into a movie? I'm inherently curious. It had the yeah. Spielberg factor. It had the excuse me. It had the Michael Bay factor. It had Shia, who was you know yeah. budding into his own at that point. Like it had all the. All these things, like the mix of nostalgic love and like the latest and greatest in special effects, and the right kind of story to tell, as far as the boy and his robot as a core theme of it, which is one of the main problems of the third movie, where they don't wrap that up. Yeah. <laughs> it's... And it was before people cared about, I mean, people cared, but cared about having extremely screen accurate looking Transformers <laughs> to what they were on the cartoon. Yeah, because it's just like, like, how do you do this? And like, oh, okay, like you 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 can accept that the first time. He's like, well, yeah. that's something. I mean, it's a it's a live action version of Transformers. This is the most intense fight in the movie. Yes, um, I like a lot. I like the action scene in this movie. This is the most intense one because it's so intimate. It's like, it's, it's a, Martin Lawrence it, getting nearly strangled while the two cronies are fighting him, and none of them even die. Right? It's just more mm -hmm. of they're beating yeah, up each other, and it hurts. It looks mustache like it hurts. guy is back. Like he yeah. is like. It's funny because the cronies in this movie are. Characters, characters almost yeah, yeah. i mean they it's not they stand just out it's like a bunch of henchmen same way like die hard where you have mem like yeah. it's not that you know their names or their backstories you just you recognize them you they have Ooh. their own ticks they're right here where he like beats him in the face then he Smashes hits him against him the, the urinal yeah in the, a urinal that's filled with urine <laughs> well, poopy urine it looks like didn't look good oh, looks yeah. like somebody needed to empty out their kidneys a little quicker <laughs> or they like spilled their iced tea one of those <laughs> What if Ice T was in this? What if Ice T and the Bells was in oh, this? Oh man, <laughs> Ice T and the Bells in their own movie together? <laughs> they should be the other cops. <laughs> it's like, listen, we have a mission we got to go on. We need you two. <laughs> what? You need me? <laughs> and the Bells <laughs> stand there. <laughs> Munch, you need me and Munch on this one. <laughs> yeah, we're going to New York. We need your help. <laughs> I just hope the third one like looks like Miami still. Like, like has, yeah, yeah. Like it, it retains the kind of atmosphere that we get in these two movies. Because like the action's gonna be whatever. It's gonna be big and probably not I, as good as Bay. But I, I kind of like the the director to just do their own thing rather than be cautiously mocking or trying to mock up uh, what Michael Bay would do. I can agree with that to a point. It's just like. 
Because then it kind of feels like, well, this is familiar, but not uh, familiar, but kind of, you know, we, we see those movies all the time nowadays. The, the, the safe, well, we couldn't get the original director back. Sequel, not not everybody is as good as your friend, Denny Villeneuve, <laughs> director, Blade Runner 2049. Um, but, yeah, some I, of them. I, I guess it's like. I don't know what Bad Boys needs to be like a complete success beyond Martin, Will, and Michael Bay. <laughs> so right. it's like take one of those things out. I don't. What do you, beyond having the attitudes of these two guys together? What else do you really need to make it like the film that you want it to be? So yeah, right. I mean, it could go on its own, or it could just try to be something that resembles what Bay does. And yeah, that's probably not going to be beneficial. Yeah. Which is probably why it's coming out in January, not the summer. <laughs> you know, the, the two that the two other three they still have will probably be are probably more than enough to make it work. It's you know because you're not going from Ice Cube and Chris Tucker to Ice Cube and Mike Epps, <laughs> so you can you can keep that actor chemistry going. Which it's is like for as far as audiences are concerned, that's like the biggest thing. Yeah, right? exactly. Everyone... Like the director for the general audience, the director is a huge factor that they don't realize is important um but it's not to them the the non the people who aren't on screen don't matter it doesn't matter the michael bay name has weight to it it does it does he is more weight than more weight than average yeah but then a lot of them think it's got a negative connotation to it too which is i think mm, i don't know how far that extends like outside true true for people that are going to get a ticket to bad boys three like I feel like that would matter. Like that would be like, right. yeah, like that's a part of the thing that I want to see. What's it tracking at, Scott? Like forty? Forty over the four day holiday. Uh huh. And it costs ninety, so that'll be you know, it's it's fine. What ride along make? Oh, forty eight over the four day holiday. Damn. I did a hundred and thirty four domestic. And two um, did like about the same, right? A little less, but little not less, dramatically but like, so. Like about the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I did ninety million domestic, but it did a little bit better overseas. Uh huh. Um, oh, they should put Ocean and it cost about Ocean forty million. million. First one cost twenty five. Second one cost uh, forty. Oh, well, they got Ken Jeong. He demands a high, exactly high paycheck. Uh, uh, Michael uh, Bay hates this car chase. He hates oh. this scene. He does not like how it came out. Which I can understand. It's just like Will standing in a shaky room and tossing things. Like there's no. I mean, Bad Boys Two very clearly delivers on a car chase that's more spectacular than whatever this is. Oh yeah. That's it. I do like the idea. It's like, yeah, toss barrels out and shoot at them. That's fun. That's a video game. <laughs> but, like, look at this. Like, it's it's not too far from Saw, Scott, your favorite car chase of all time. Yes. Where it's just, like, people in a thing shaking around. I remember when I first saw that movie, I'm thinking, that guy's going to make a kick-ass Aquaman movie someday. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's going to save the Fast and Furious franchise. Let me tell you. French Connection knelt down and said, take my sword. <laughs> then John Frankenheimer was like, even me. I you know, I made French Connection too, which is pretty, uh-huh. you know, pretty pretty good movie, good. pretty yeah, good future uh, commentary. Her- heroin scenes really good in that movie. Uh, <laughs> I like French Connection too. It's got- no, it's good. <laughs> I know. I, 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 it's, I, it's I just I was, most... so, I was I was so surprised by how good when I saw it for the first time. I was like, this movie's good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Popeye's back. It's a it's a true like I bet there's a lot of people that don't even realize nowadays that there was a sequel to the French Connection. Oh sure, yeah. Like, let, let alone that it's directed by John Frankenheimer. Like, right, like, yeah. That copy. Yeah, a lot of too. those, a lot of those, like we don't need the sequels. Were like directed by really good directors. Like, really good, back, yeah. 
<laughs> like even even Exorcist Two is directed by John Borman. I mean, it's not uh-huh. a good movie, but it's directed by yeah. John Borman. Oh fuck, Piranha Two is directed by James Cameron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aliens is directed by James Cameron. Yeah, yeah. That knockoff that Alien tur- sequel that turned out okay. Yeah. Terminator Three is directed by Jonathan Mostow. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, complicated history aside, Superman 2 is mostly directed by Richard Lester, who was Ooh, very well was liked very, back in the day. Very well liked, oh, yeah. yeah. Hard Day's Night. Hard yeah. Day's Night. The, 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 the three, three, three and four Musketeers. Yeah. Yeah. This is another improv scene where they're walking to the convenience store. It's like, just yell at each other. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. So the end of that car chase, like, the helicopter pops in because helicopters are around and just filming these guys. <laughs> this is the closest we get to racial profiling in this movie, right? Right. Because, yeah. like, two black guys walk in and he just assumes that they're up to no good and then he sees their guns, which, fair enough, he sees their yeah. guns, but still. <laughs> Michael's Bay's Don't, don't Be a Menace sequence. Hurry up and bye! Also, what a weirdly lit liquor store. <laughs> There's yeah. no lights. <laughs> it's all feels, smoky. Feels more like an incense shop from the '90s rather than yeah. a liquor store. And it's got like hubcaps all over the. That's just the mood lighting. Be fair, I think he's right to be suspicious here. Well, yeah, because he has the gu- they have yeah. the guns. They're That's talking that. about heroin. <laughs> And that's, um, what's his name, from Iron Man, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Sean, Sean Tobb. Uh, the guy who inspired Tony Stark to become yeah. Iron Man. He inspired the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yinsen, yeah. Exactly, yeah. He's, he's the reason we have Endgame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he should have been in Endgame. I don't know how, but Doctor Strange should have brought him back, too, for just for kicks. <laughs> Oscar nominee and Avengers Endgame. Yeah. One nomination. One nomination. It's got less than uh oh, what's a twofer? That's funny. Um, it's not cats, I know that. Uh, <laughs> Beautiful ghost was robbed. Um, Honeyland didn't get as many nominations as Honeyland. Oh, there you go. Good doc, it's on Hulu. <laughs> this is this is all this is bad. This is what Bad Boys is, right? Yep. There, there's intense situation, and Martin and Willard is like, let's just yell at each other now. <laughs> like, this, whatever. Guy, this guy's like, get out of my store, and they're like, we ain't going nowhere, because we're bad boys for life. <laughs> Says it in their yearbooks. Yep. <laughs> Two really is like, just like, skits, right? Like, I mean, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. It's so... <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. It's like, it's nothing but skits in that movie. No, there's scenes where it'll uh, a scene will finish, they'll cut to what's next, and it'll be like, did they shoot this scene knowing that what came before it at all? Like it, like it, it's the scene that gets you to the next one, but it came after a wild series of events, and you're like, would well, they film them getting ready to go to the next part and said, we'll put this in between wherever it's an indis- indiscreet location that could have been someone's house or could have been a different. It's really weird. It's it's yeah, a movie made in the editing room. Yeah, two but, has three editors, which is not surprising. <laughs> it's a movie. Yeah, it's made in the editing room, but you watch it going, man, did they have an editor? Like, yeah. the it's it, yeah, it's a series of action sequences and comedy sketches 
with then they got like Gabrielle Union later like okay we're going to write a plot around this character and that's going to be the movie It's only his fifth movie too. That's not surprising I guess but it's just it's like Bad Boys yeah. 2 it's like it's his fifth one. It's... Did he do the island after Bad Boys 2? The yes. islands after that, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, that's where he, that's where he split from Brock. Was there any reason, Scott? Do you know? Did he like split from Brockheimer for any reason, uh, or is he just like not, just, I don't know to be or honest? Like, or did Spielberg just like I'm taking a shine to you, Michael Bay? <laughs> 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 Your Pearl um, Harbor really inspired me. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's a history behind that because that's it. Like that Bad Boys too. That's the end of the Bruckheimer collaborations, and it's all Spielberg. Like, with the exception of, what, Pain and Gain in 13 hours, like, everything else is... To be honest, even when Bad Boys 2 came out, it felt like, you know, one last time doing this kind of movie. Oh, yeah, it doesn't feel like a... It it doesn't feel like a Bruckheimer thing. Yeah. It it feels like, yeah, my name's on it. (laughs) It's an action movie, but, like, I'm I'm not shepherding this one in any way. Um. Yeah, then, because with the Transformers, it's... uh, in, in the islands, Spielberg too, right? Uh, oh, DreamWorks. So I assume he was it's DreamWorks. Fans. So he's like involved in some capacity. Yeah. I, I, well, okay, because so, I think yeah, Transformers. It's more like overtly Spielberg's involved. Like his name oh, is like, yeah. on, especially no, that first that first movie specifically. <clears throat> the first yeah. one, it's, his name is all over it. Yeah. Because it's and trying it's, to be because the E.T. Yeah. Like it's. <laughs> um. No, it's basically E.T. meets Small Soldiers meets Independence Day. Yeah. Um, but, but then he's also working with um, Kurtzman and Orsi for like three films in a row, or four films in a row, three films in a row. Yeah. Right? He, he, with who? Kurt, Alex Kurtzman and Roberto Orsi. Oh, Orsi's. okay. Sorry. Yeah. JJ's guys. JJ's <laughs> guys, yeah. Because they write <laughs> The Island, they write Transformers, and they kind of write Transformers 2 still transforming with, uh, with Aaron Kruger. Then Aaron Kruger takes over, which is. Everything Obviously, Aaron Kruger so. does is awesome, just so you know, guys. I, I'm, not a, I'm not an Aaron Kruger fan, yet Age of Extinction. It's better. <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah. Aaron Kruger, best thing to happen to Scream. Who <laughs> yeah. looked at Scream Four and was like, "Well, Kevin Williams is out. Well, I guess I'll get Kruger back on this one." Like, I yeah. don't understand that, that logic. Yeah, that you saved got... us last time, Aaron. <laughs> I yeah. Someday Kevin will tell the whole story. See, here we are still into the we have to pretend we're not the same people plot. And it's so ridiculous at this point. It's like you've survived like gun battles and car chases. And now you're like sneaking out in the middle of the night and handcuffing her to a car so you can check on your wife that you can't tell her about. It's just nonsense. And you know what I do like about the movie is like there's no... Bad boys, the one we're doing the commentary on tonight. Yep, yep. Um, Starring Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, directed by Michael. We're talking about a lot of movies. By Jerry Bruckheimer. (laughs) Uh, The there's no real attempt at making some sort of romantic subplot for Will Smith and Terry Leone. It's kind of phony force like stuff at the end, but like, there's no. That's That's more like speed, where it's just like I guess. It's more. It's more interested in Martin Lawrence and Will Smith's relationship than it is trying to set up any kind of romantic subplot yeah, it's about their friendship yeah well yeah which most movies of this era would have done they would have yeah, yeah. and they, they also horn that in and they also would have had more scenes of martin lawrence tempted to stray with tiana leone but there's none of that yeah. here no never even crosses his mind well they kind of they kind of play 
they kind of jokingly play the yeah. reversal where she's into Mike no matter what. Like, no matter yeah. what, Martin Lawrence can't escape that people... Yeah. That he is who he is no matter... Even if he's trying to be phony. I mean, that's why it's a credit to Martin Lawrence who's beyond just being funny. He's good in the movie. Like, he, yes. he's, yeah. he's, he's a good presence. He's a, he, he sticks to the family man role that he's given. He plays a good friend. He's good in the action. Like, he's... He's a well-rounded character, which I well, like. And the next one, he's dialed up to eleven, though. Yeah, that's that's the change. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, the whole movie's dialed up to eleven. Right. So yeah. Every, I mean, everything is dialed up in that movie. It's Bad Boys too. It's Bad Boys. I mean, yeah. It's the Bayest Bay movie of mm-hmm. every Bay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I Look still, I still enjoy the hell out of it. While it is, like we said, long, I still do enjoy Bad Boys too. It has plenty of things to enjoy it. It's yeah. just so much excess. It, no, you you have to you have, you have to sit you have to set aside the right time. Yeah, and it's it's, it's much easier to watch when you're like in college. <laughs> it is oh, like yeah. now to be like, let me put on the two and a half hour Bad Boys two for a romp. <laughs> uh, Bruckheimer's having a big year, um, and he's coming off of not doing much for a while, right? Like, yes, this is ninety five was his comeback year, right before like, Don Simpson died. Yeah, because like Days of Thunder is like the yeah. last one before it's like, and that's 90. So 95. Like, he's got this, uh, Crimson Tide and Dangerous, Dangerous Minds, Minds. I think. Yeah. Dangerous Minds. One of these been things. Spending most, our, been spending most of our lives living in a gangster's paradise. Yeah. Not a good movie. Um, no. <laughs> it's, it exists. It has a song. Yeah. Uh, we made fun of it even when we first came out. Mm-hmm. It's one but, of those, uh, it's one of those song movies. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it, but it is a movie cause it has Mackay Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, Crimson Tide and this, though. Yeah, both Pfeiffers. And, and relatively close to each other, right? Crimson Tide's the summer. It does have both Pfeiffers. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, that never and, crossed my mind till right now. Both that, M. That, both M. That, dot Pfeiffers. That it, that it stars Michelle Pfeiffer's famous cousin, Mackay yes. Pfeiffer. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, you're right. Crimson Tide came out uh, very, uh, early May, basically kick off the summer. That was a summer kickoff movie. Unless you count French Kiss. Uh, and Dangerous Minds was August. What is French Kiss? That it's, was Kevin uh, Klein Kevin and Meg Ryan. Yeah, one of Meg Ryan's... Remember when she um, was humongous? Oh, French Kiss. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And then we all turned With, our uh, back Kevin on Klein, her. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it, We had a mustache. Kevin Klein had the mustache, long hair. You know what? I'm wrong. Mackay Pfeiffer is not in Dangerous Minds. He's oh. in High School High. The oh, parody of oh, Dangerous that's Minds. Right, that's right. Well, they had to get a Pfeiffer Every for that. Every time I start to hope. They had to get a Pfeiffer for that to make it legit. You yeah. had to be really excited for a second. I'm sorry. Have they been in a movie together? I don't think they have. Oh, yeah. Let me, let's complete that Venn diagram. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second most intense scene in this movie. <laughs> where, where Will Smith's threatening Michael Imperioli to shoot him in the face. Oh, that's right, yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, he's really pissed now. Which actually is kind of interesting, looking at this movie, because it's like, they're handling the case, they're doing what they can, but now, like, those guys, the Chekikario sent the goons to his house yeah. to shoot Martin Lawrence's family. So now they're taking things a little bit more seriously. <laughs> and, like, it, sh- it shows. Like, you're looking like, look at Will Smith here. It's not about, like, goofing around. To his credit, he hasn't been goofing around too much. He's been taking the case very seriously. But, like, he's getting pissed off. Like, he's, like, he's had enough of this. So he's going to take it out on Michael Imperioli. On Spider. Ah, hard copy. (laughs) (laughs) 
They're going to do it live. But yeah, Crimson Tide <laughs> and Bad Boy. Crimson Tide's great. Like, yeah. Speaking, speaking of Tony Scott movies. I mean, <laughs> and that's another one where that's so broke. It's like, it has everybody. Everybody's in that movie. Hackman, Viggo Mortensen, James Gandolfini. And that's another one that's... Ricky Schroeder. An incredibly intense movie that, by virtue of its plot, has almost no actual violence. Yeah, there's no, like, action in that yeah. movie. It's, yeah. just, it's just, like, it's the threat. It's all threats of peril. It's and, and... people standing in rooms and shouting yeah. at each other. Oh. But they're good-looking They're good looking rooms, because Tony's yeah. got shot the hell of that submarine. That's yeah. Sure. And it ends well, because it's just, it's just Jason Robards, like, being mad at them. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you guys suck at this. Like, what, what's going on here? <laughs> you got to figure this shit out. I can't be saving you all the time. <laughs> so they give me the big hat, so I don't have to deal with this. Why was it his comeback for Jerry Bruckheimer? Like, what was he doing in, for... That's, that's a big gap. For, uh, like, what happened there? Honestly, I think he just fell out of favor for a while. Because of Days of Thunder? <laughs> I don't know. I just... I, 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 he didn't do well. I know that. I don't think he intentionally took a sabbatical. Well, he did the ref. The ref yeah. it is. Yeah. Which also... I, that wasn't a hit, right? No. It's, it's liked, but, yeah. like, it's not yeah. a hit. Um... That was the periodic attempt to make Dennis Leary into a movie star. Yeah, they were doing. They were trying that throughout the nineties. Yeah, they kept trying. It was like, yeah, yeah. This and Judgment Night, Dumbo Drop. Oh, I mean, he was such a you know just you know specific performer that it was you know. So the they, yeah, they, they they dipped him into every flavor and none yeah. of them stuck. <laughs> so they just waited years. They're like, you could play like you know, Captain Stacy in Spider Man. <laughs> you know, that well, I'll get you. He we'll found his niche on TV. No, obviously, yes. Rescue yeah. Me is great. I love Rescue Me. Uh, yeah, I like think Bruckheimer is working on his stage craft and production. <laughs> or just doing theater. Oh, well, he's probably just wheeling Don Simpson out of parties late at night. Yeah, right. Because Don Simpson was a crazy man. <laughs> like, he, oh yeah, he, he was. He had his foothold in the industry, that's for sure. But he was also really into the industry. He kind of yep. liked cocaine. Um, kinda. Kinda. <laughs> the thing. Yeah, Bruckheimer. Uh, what was he? So there's that gap, but he was doing Hamlet, and no, on the park. In the park. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he he just disappears. There we go, tie-dye shirt, Kevin Corrigan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're still like in police work mode at this yeah. point. Like, it... like, how much action have we really gotten? Like, we've we've got like some of the opening stuff. Uh, we had like a car chase. A car chase. Car chase is probably the biggest. Part a, lot, of... a lot of gunfire. Yeah, like the the club hell set, which we didn't really talk about, but the club yeah. hell set, which I believe they built, um, like in a church or something. Like they built that, they built it in something in Miami. Like they found a place to do it, but it's a, it's pretty elaborate. Like they had a whole bunch of extras and everything. They put a lot of atmosphere in there and whatnot. Like it, they built it up. But I mean, in terms of action, like yeah, we're still like it's like you said, Scott. It's it's really saving it for the finale. Yeah. Um. 
So like Chekakario just has binoculars. It's like I see them. <laughs> like, there they are. So oh, think... there's periodic bursts of violence as yeah. opposed to protracted action. What is that? What is that movie he was watching? Cool. <laughs> what was he watching on TV? Stan Miller. So he's watching on TV. <laughs> Miami News. You you guys think the uh, the Bad Boys series go the way of like Pitch Black, whereas uh, the the second one's like Chronicles of Riddick, and they're gonna scale it back for the third one. Do I think Martin Lawrence like and Will Smith are gonna be stranded on like a Florida Key for a while for mm-hmm. like half of the movie, <laughs> yep. and then come back in and find other people? Right. I hope so. Now. Because I can't think of another season with like, you know, like well, I mean just. The way this one is, and extremely bloated, overdone, and then back to just regular. Um, I mean, uh, there's an alien, yeah. Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Like, yeah. Beneath goes pretty big, right? I mean, uh, I mean it's, well, each cheap. since the film got cheaper, if I recall. Yeah, Beneath is pretty cheap. Yeah. For your eyes only. Yeah. 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 He's like, well, we can't do. I'm hoping Fast and Furious Nine is like, you know, let's take a break before we go to space in Fast X. Let's go, let's go, uh, you know, hawk Roku, bo- Roku boxes Roku and boxes. Apple, t- Apple TVs <laughs> again. Are you guys excited for the January 31st premiere of the Fast and Furious Nine trailer, followed by a concert to? Who's round got out the concert experience? tickets? Who's got ticks? Who's, who's got, who's got ticks? Who's got uh. the ticks? You know what? It works for him. It, yeah, I, yeah. I, I love that it's I, unique. Into no itself, other can... series could do that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping the, next, the trailer for Fast Ten would be on the moon. <laughs> it's projected. Yes, it's like it's like the end of Hancock. They've carved yes. it into the moon. Yes, <laughs> just a big F and a ten, and it's like uh, coming May twenty fifth. Fast Ten. It's a hashtag. It's a hashtag on the moon. I would love Vin Diesel doing some sort of Facebook Live in a spacesuit <laughs> up there, like that. Oh. Yeah, Lance Bass signs on for Fast 10. <laughs> Who's the, oh, Cena's the big person they've Cena's added. Cena's the new, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. well, they don't have Rock, so they have yeah. Cena. And then Charlie Theron's going to somehow become a good guy, even Ugh. though she murdered the face. Spoilers for Fate of the Furious, a, a billion-dollar movie that you haven't seen. Sorry. Will, Will Smith's reaction to when he sees the Teresa yeah. Rebels in the house, that was really yeah. funny, too. <laughs> like, oh, oh, no. Darn. The jig is up. Our switcheroo's not gonna work anymore. <laughs> you know, it's kind of fitting how childish these guys are that they would be dumb enough to keep this up. You... It, that it almost works. It almost way. works. <laughs> it almost does. I'm, I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt on this watch here. <laughs> they act this way enough to make it work. Yeah. But they're just that second, dumb. Is, is this our second enough. Teresa Randall commentary? Because you're in Spawn, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I make all these connections with our commentary tracks. How many Chucky Carrios have we done? 90s Goldeneye. movies. Goldeneye. Or... He did Goldeneye, so we have yeah. a Goldeneye track. <laughs> You could have just explained exactly what was going on. He's an Operation Dumbo drop, too. A Dennis Leary joint. <laughs> Those Dumbo movies, man. My faves. <laughs> the, the Dumbo trilogy? Dumbo, yep. Operation Dumbo drop, and Dumbo? Mm-hmm. 
I'm waiting for Dumbo Kills. It's gonna be good. <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> and here we go. Do you think they'll do Halloween and Machete Kills? <laughs> no. I mean, the way they cast these Halloween movies, it'll be surprised Danny Trejo pops up at some point. But he's been in a Halloween movie before. I know, that's so, why I, was yeah. saying, I wouldn't be surprised. They're bringing back everybody else. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, so this is where we get like the yeah. big slow-mo gun battle. Which, I mean... I mean, yes, you can like think about John Woo, but like, you can see the Peck and Pa vibe in this too. There's right, like a right. quality to the showdown nature of it. Uh, in in all honesty, the the filmmakers of this time are inspired by similar things. They're coming off different. Uh-huh. They're the same age. They're coming off different. Like experiencing that same era, yeah, like Leone and Peck and Pa. And... Yeah, like I mean, like we were talking about, uh, you know. Jumanji earlier and stuff and Jack Black he has carved himself a path of being in all these popular family genre movies right now there's going to be a <laughs> he's going to be getting all the dramatic roles he wants as an old man mm-hmm. once those kids grow up and become filmmakers <laughs> yeah. think about it just think about it Jack Black is going to get all these meaty roles because I remember him <laughs> even like Tony Scott and Cameron are doing stuff like this as opposed to like John Woo like there's yeah it's yeah, it's probably a lot, a lot of, of runoff. Peck, it's probably a lot of the Peck and Paul influence. Yeah, I, that seems like the key one. Yeah, I mean, Wild Bunch is huge influence on a lot of action filmmakers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, even to the Matrix has got a lot of Wild Bunch in it. Here's these shots of Will just running because <laughs> these are the shots that like made him a movie star. Like, yeah, <laughs> he runs that, good. Like, like that, he... that Mike and Michael Bay knew it too. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna have you run shirt open in slow motion on the streets like this. People are gonna yeah. love it. I like this chase a lot, by the way, too. Like this is because a, a good foot chase is a good foot chase. You get a lot of those in the '90s because you don't have to do mm-hmm. much. You just put people on the street and run. Like that doesn't require special effects. To and you also get to let people act during the action. That's yeah, because it's very personal. <laughs> that's why like Point Break has like the best foot chase. Yeah, <laughs> the firm. And here's another thing compared to other Michael Bay films, like all of these action scenes in this and like The Rock. And, I mean, some of his other movies they have a rhythm to them. That's yeah. my, like, my biggest issue about later Michael Bay films is that there's no, like, you can reorganize any of those scenes, even Bad Boys 2 to an extent, and it doesn't make any difference. Like, there's no storyline to the action scene that's happening. And a lot of, like, great action movies, you can really see, like, the part, the act one, act two, act three of a singular action scene. Like, this one starts in the, in the, in the lobby, uh, has, has this kind of run through the streets aspect and ends with the, with Martin Lawrence on top of the taxi cab and Martin and Will Smith saves him eventually. Like, it has, it has a structure to it that makes sense. Where Transformers, Dark of the Moon, you have fucking Optimus Prime getting caught in wires for 40 minutes and, like, Starscream's flying around and there's a mechanical snake flying through a building. It doesn't mean anything. Like, it's just kind of like, well, it looks good, but what else? Like, is that it? Weird that of all the things Michael Bay chose was to have a bunch of handicapped people yeah, get tackled by Chicken yeah. Carrier. It's Michael like, Bay humor. It's Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Or like, that's a choice. Or he's just showing how rotten the bad guys are. Like I guess. Yeah. Well, they just shot know. a cab driver. Yeah. yeah. Which again, I like that the movie pauses to almost good, note that. It's a good slow mo shot of the of the yeah. glass shattering to really emphasize that they did this thing. Also, yeah. Martin Lawrence ran by a, a dove in slow motion, so I don't know what to think yeah. anymore. It's a pigeon, but whatever. <laughs> you know, I, I want to 
this is odd that's crossing my mind during this, but you know, this feels like a big, you know, big movie action chase, stuff like that. And then you get just the difference between directors, especially this era, like Tarantino doing stuff in Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction feels like oddly, like almost like you're there and it's very like real life situation, just the way with the way Tarantino frames his stuff in comparison and the way he casts here's the here's the shot by the way his extras in, ca- in comparison oh. that low shot cir- circle around yep. them 360 this is bad it. boys For the original one yeah it's appear in every bay movie <laughs> um <clears throat> does it with nick cage next <laughs> it's like okay yep. <laughs> I assume there's one in Armageddon. I haven't watched Armageddon in a little because I don't like it, so I haven't. Yeah, <laughs> I no, there, it's in Armageddon. I assume there is. It's probably with like what Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis hanging uh, out on an asteroid. I don't know who it's, I don't it's a, is it Owen Wilson? <laughs> it's the shot of Owen Wilson. Yes. <laughs> hey man, rocket oh, Wow. Asteroid. Oh wow. You guys see the haunting? <laughs> My head goes off on that one. This one, I'm not even going to make it to the moon. Or the, the comet. I'm going to get I'm gonna die in my seat. Is that the first Bruce Willis-Billy Bob collaboration? Yes, that's where they met. Is that where that friendship grew? They were going to do a bunch of movies together, and it wound up being like two. The, the Bandits? And Bandit, did, Bandits, um, which I love Bandits. Bandits is good. That's fun. And, and The Astronaut Farmer. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Oh, yeah. That's a movie. <laughs> it's like a fantasy, but not. Is that the last one? Do they make Bandits too? Is that direct video? Is that, mm-hmm. Yeah. Is Universal funding a direct video sequel to Bandits? <laughs> Filmed in South Africa. Hey, if the check clears, Bruce will do it. Here's the here's the John Sally scene. Yep. He's just ginormous. He's slouching, and he's still so much taller than Mark Martin. <laughs> And they brought him back for the second one, right? Oh, he's working yeah, for the right. cops, yeah, and he's, he's working, so he has a desk. The, one of the best shots, you know, is, is is John Sally's vision of him looking down at Martin. Like yeah. that's, that, I mean, of the silly things Michael Bay does, like that's that's pretty funny. It's like what if we just have a camera directly above Martin, and that's the vision. And they give him these giant glasses. It's, it's funny. You know, I, I mentioning Armageddon. Is that one of the, like the quintessential like um, '90s summer blockbuster movies, like stereotypes with like the big star, the sci-fi end of the world thing, the soundtrack song that could go with any damn movie? I guess by a big band, year, right? Yeah, like or biggest movie that summer. Or yeah, year. is yeah. it the biggest movie of the year? What's that? Oh, ninety-eight. Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan, yeah. Like what? Like you name a movie that'd be the epitome of like a '90s summer movie. Like there you go, Armageddon, firing on all the quadrants that you have to touch. T two, I guess, is the, yeah. Honestly, I would say, The Rock. To be honest. What's the song from The Rock that was on the soundtrack? Yeah, so yeah, I, I, I think T T two and Armageddon are the ones that like really puncture every aspect of like hitting the all world. the like. I'm not saying quality. I'm just yeah. saying, like, hits the hits all those beats. Because, I mean, 90s, 80s had the soundtrack song that, you know, kind of went with the movie. 90s was just like, well, this is a hit song. <laughs> Put it on I, the I soundtrack. Think, I think if you're, if you're purely just saying epitome of 90s summer action blockbuster, yeah, yeah. yeah The Rock comes to mind. But in terms right. of what you're saying, like, yeah. pop culture impact, like, right. 
everybody not only remembers, you know, the stupid stuff about Armageddon, they remember like Animal Crackers and Aerosmith. Like, yeah, it, mm-hmm. all, it yeah. all sticks out. Which comes again from casting. I mean, it's it's because you have all these, you know, a variety of different people, and they're all quirky in their own way. Like it, mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing. It's just an ugly movie. Here, it looks terrible. Here's Ben Affleck. You just saw him. You know that that big guy on the rise. So like, oh, you got an Academy, you know, recognition. So here's a big movie. <laughs> Armageddon might be his ugliest movie, by the way. I'm trying. I'm looking at all these movies. Like they all look like relatively good. Like that one's the only one that's like muddy because it's so much yeah. special effects yeah. and it's before it, you know it's before Transformers where he has like ILM do anything money. Right. So it's like it's still like just like. And the asteroid itself, which is an entire setting for the last, you know, third of the movie, sucks. Like, it's just this dark, ugly place of place to be. Mm. And all the control room scenes, compared to Apollo 13, are, like, dark and neon and stuff. And it's like, ugh, none of this looks good. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch it over Pearl Harbor, though. What's your least favorite Michael Bay movie? Mm. That's not Transformers movies? No, if, if any of them. God, it might be Six Underground, to be honest. <laughs> really? Maybe one of the the last night, maybe. Yeah, probably like the last night. Because <laughs> I, I mean... would say I would say the last because the last night was my worst movie of that year, which is yeah. not something I expected. Because I mean, yeah. more or less, I like the Michael Bay, you know, experience, and so I don't expect it to be the worst thing of the year. I just expect it to be not great necessarily. Um, but the last night really kind of drove my last nerve in that one. Before <laughs> That's that, on the though, DVD. I, yeah. Before that, Pearl Harbor. I just came yeah. Out. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot yeah, about yeah. Pearl Harbor. Yeah. That's what I was just that saying. Might... I, I would watch Armageddon and Heartbeat <laughs> over Pearl Harbor. Because yeah, not only is it like bad, it's long. Yeah. Like, it's it's a long movie. Yeah. Like, all of them are long, but that movie is especially long. And a lot of long is nothing's happening either because all the melodrama that's terribly happened. Handled. It goes. It continues for way too long after the Kessel Run. Yeah, because because yeah, after <laughs> you get Pearl Harbor, you still have what an uh, hour. John Voight being like, "I like people with this kind. Let's get Alec Baldwin in here to help fix yep. up shit planes and nonsense." <laughs> we have to make a battle where we win at the end of this movie. Yeah, or, or else it yep. wasn't worth it. Like the thirty-minute Cuba Gooding Jr. movie in there is okay. Did Josh, Hart- <laughs> did Josh Hartnett win though? Did he? I think Ben Affleck dies. Or no, sorry, Ben Affleck lives. I think, yes. I think Hartnett dies. Hartnett, yeah, Hartnett, Hartnett dies. He gets like tied to a cross. Or yeah, something. it's, it's, it's really nasty. stupid. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, no, he, he dies, and he's got that like vomit-worthy line. He's like, "But you're gonna be a father." No, you are. <laughs> yeah. I like all the setup to this action finale. You got a big dump truck because that's cool. Like Hellboy, they drive a dump truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all got all these vests. Mike is overconfident about how good their odds are of surviving this giant shoot in an airplane hangar. Right. <laughs> like, what is their plan? They're like, well, we know where the bad guy is. I guess we just drive directly to the center of the room and start shooting at everybody? Go <laughs> for the wild card approach. Unpredictable. Can't <laughs> st- strategize against it. Damage I mean, property. Got, I don't know. Probably like five, maybe? Yeah, that sounds about right. Let's just shoot it all. Let's shoot all of them. <laughs> Oh, who's our backup? The two guys that make fun of us all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the next one, they're like, we got something for you guys. They do the same thing. They're like, what? They're like, you're probably going to die. Okay, we're in. No, it's, it's Henry Rollins. Like, you look like you're about to do something stupid. I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. literally like his line. <laughs> 
that said, the shootout is fantastic. I love the yeah. shooting shootout. It's great. Like it's it's so cool. There's so there's so much stuff happening. It's in daytime. There's explosions everywhere because there's ethanol over the place. It's like whatever. This is crazy. Henry Rollins seeing him in in Bad Boys Two is the like '90s equivalent of like Flea or Anthony Kiedis showing up in a random film. You're like, what? I, I would say Henry Rollins showing up in a 2003 movie is the equivalent of Henry Rollins showing up in a 90s movie. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, the chase. Yeah, the, chase. the chase. He pops yeah. up in things, yeah. And so does, the, so does the Chili Peppers. They show up in yeah. the chase, too. Yeah, if anything, Bad Boys 2 was missing Anthony Kiedis. In the there we go. <laughs> like yeah. He should have been in the movie. <laughs> like, where, were, where was their card? But Flea's all respectable now. He's in Queen and Slim, you know. He's, he's doing his Back thing. to the Future 2 and 3's Flea. Yeah, back to the... Yeah. He was on, he did like some collaborate song with somebody recently. Like he's on one of like the big songs that came out in a movie last year. I'm trying to remember what it was. Was it the Motherless Brooklyn song? Is he in, is he involved in that one? Possibly. Oh, there you go, my lord. Shot him in the leg. Shot him in the leg. <laughs> this is fun. Where Will's like, <laughs> there's a, there, there tends to be a lot of scenes where Will's just like, I gotta beat up a guy. Like I need to do that for a bit. Or, like, make fun of the fact that he could do it, like an Independence Day, where it's like, just say I hit you. Like, just, like, little lines like that. He likes, <laughs> he likes having that kind of fun. Here's Martin's big line. This was in this, every this, trailer. This is the shot, oh, yeah, this is the yeah, shot yeah. he paid for. This is the shot Martin, Martin Michael Bay paid for. When he when he shoots this guy off this thing, and you can see it in the extras, they the studio wouldn't, like, pay for this big shot. And Michael Bay was like, this is the big pivotal point of the scene where you have this explosion and the money goes up in the air. And so he's like, I'll pay $25,000 myself. But he has a shot in the camera where he holds the check that he made, holds that in the frame first, takes that away, then films a shot of Martin Luther King, the guy that blows out of the movie. Yeah, I, I do like that he he gives these henchmen we've been seeing the whole movie, like, like last guy kind of deaths. Yes. Uh-huh. Like, he gives oh. them, like, the vicious, like, ooh. And I was watching this, I was like, I couldn't remember what happened to the main villain. And I was like, Man, is his going to be underwhelming? Because these two guys got it bad. Oh. I mean, that's like the big action scene of Martin Lawrence's career when he's like, you forgot your boarding pass. Like, that's a, yep. good, <laughs> that's, that's a defining action moment for him. Border Patrol didn't get that kind of... <laughs> <laughs> or national security. National security, that's what... Yeah, okay, sorry. Border Patrol. Woo! But he, he, he killed the crap out of... Uh... Redfoot from uh, Usual Suspects in Blue Streak. Yeah. <laughs> what Zed? Zed from Pulp Fiction. Oh, Peter guy. Green. Peter yeah. Green. Yeah. The mask. The mask villain. Yeah. <laughs> Dorian, right? Yeah. How do I remember some of these names? Like I can't remember main <laughs> characters from movies I saw like a week ago, but I can remember Dorian from The Mask. <laughs> ah. <laughs> when you name a guy Stanley Ipkiss, you're gonna remember that name. I mean, that one sticks out. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Charlie, what movie did I see? We I'm like, Doolittle. That's an easy name to remember. That's not hard at all. <laughs> this is a fun shot with the Porsche, like, flying by as the thing's exploding. Oh, yeah. I wonder if it's a composite. It's a cool shot. But is that a composite, do you think? With that's this budget, timing. I would have to assume it is. That, uh, yeah, I think that's some so. good timing. That's got to be some good timing as the whole thing explodes like that. And it and it is kicking. Like, yeah, yeah. it's way yeah. too bad. Did this get any? Did this get like a sounder? It probably Crimson Tide got any Oscar credit if I had to get. Yeah, because it's Bad Boys. What am I talking about? 
Yeah, but we're here talking about Bad Boys and not Crimson Tide. So yeah, we're not doing. Like, we haven't done that commentary yet. Crimson Tide or Bad Boys, you won. Have we done a Tony Scott movie? I don't think so. Nope. Have we? <laughs> Tony Scott? No, I don't think so. We could do Tony Unstoppable. That's awesome. Oh, I mean, yeah. We just watch it. We, the, yeah. the, the listeners don't deserve our comments at Unstoppable. It's too good. <laughs> it is. Unstoppable's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll probably do Top Gun, right, guys? That'll probably be... Mm. I mean, mm. <laughs> it's, it's probably inevitable. Let's face it. We're going to do Top Gun. It won't take your breath away. <laughs> but there's more to talk about with Top Gun. That's true. <laughs> like, there's more than... I like the soundtrack. <clears throat> I mean, speaking of soundtracks, we're on a highway to the danger zone right here. There we go. It says caution on the wall. Damn. Somebody's got to watch out. What's going to happen? This is a fast car. Oh, yeah. These are both fast cars. It looks like they're going fast. I mean, I mean, he films them well. I mean, you feel yeah. the intensity with it. Uh, and this crash is good, too, because it looks like he took a hit. Like, he slams to the wall. Ugh. Like, right? <laughs> it's like it's a huge hit of the car. And it doesn't blow up like crazy. Yeah, he avoided that cliche. <laughs> There's a lot of explosions in this movie, but the car does not blow up when it hits something. <laughs> yeah, I guess we haven't done a Tony Scott movie. I don't know what we would have done. Have we considered one before? Probably, right? I mean, we could have done True recall. Romance for a Tarantino movie. These are fun shots, too. Because this is the poster shot, right? Yep. Yeah. Of them walking on the runway. Mm -hmm. It's a cool shot. I do like the score quite a bit in this movie. Like, I like the theme of Bad Boys. It's the same guy that did Speed, Mark Mancina. Yeah. And they have yeah. a similar vibe to them also. You can kind of... Yeah, it's catchy. The, yeah, the, like the propulsion, the momentum aspect of it. Like, it works. That's what I was going to look up. Who did the second Bad Boys score? If it was the same one or other. I think they changed it. Because, yeah, we talked about the soundtrack. Yeah, it's much, it's different. Uh, Trevor Rabin. Yeah, that, that makes sense. With he's help huge. from P. Diddy and Nelly. Yeah, Trevor Rabin becomes like the Bruckheimer. He's like the uh, Tyler Bates for Marvel. Gotcha. He becomes like the go-to guy for like Gone in 60 Seconds and a bunch of the probably bad company, if I had to guess. Yep, bad company. Got it. And Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Kangaroo Jack, classic. Yeah, really, all of them. Yeah, Armageddon, Enemy of the State, like everything. Klein and Con Air. He's Brokheimer's guy for all these movies. This is one of those have, it, have your cake and eat it too moments, right? Where yep. he's like, you don't have to kill the bad guy. And he's like, we're both going to kill the bad guy. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, then he makes us kill the bad guy, so it's yeah. morally okay. <laughs> he grabs one of those guns that you have. Yeah. This is one of those things where they're standing directly over him, along with Taylor Leone, and none of them see that he pulls a gun out from behind his back. <laughs> and what a gun! He's got four yeah, barrels on that thing. Four barrel. <laughs> what kind of Bond villain is this? Brian <laughs> so Malik has this gun. <laughs> 
One in the arm would have done, Mike. <laughs> One in the arm. It was a good shoot. Disarm him. Disarm him. It was a good shoot. <laughs> you know what? He could have had good lawyers that they got him back on the street with community service. So. And this is what it speaks to right here, where you're talking about how there's not like a love interest or they don't try to promote yep. it. It's because the, the one time somebody says, I love you, it's from Marcus to, to Mike. Which I saw Will Smith fought against saying. Uh-huh. He, like, when he was a young man, yeah. <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's there's some masculinity things going on with Will Smith in this early part of yeah. his career. Um, Same with, uh, what, Six Degrees of Separation. Yes. There's some problems there as well. Um. Do you think he tells Jaden he loves him? Is that a problem? Or... <laughs> well, only after he finished After Earth, so he you know, learned the lesson of that film. Uh, I think just the two of us music video is where uh, yep. things really turned around. <laughs> just the two of us, Martin and I. Just leaves. He's just walking away. And this movie. So this movie's called Bad Boys. It has the mm-hmm. Bad Boys theme song, right? Yeah. And it doesn't overexploit it. No. Shake Your Tail Feather plays more in one movie than Bad Boys probably does over the three. I mean, even the theme for this new one is the Puff the P. Diddy song, Bad Boys for Life, and not yep. Bad Boys. <laughs> yeah, Marge Halliburger, like, never reappeared in the movie. Like, she shows up, and you're like, I know her! And she's gone. <laughs> but she comes back one, she comes back, she has two scenes. Two scenes, okay. She comes back, she comes in the first time, then she comes in the second time to be like, you guys didn't do a good job! <laughs> like, you only got 24 hours, or whatever. Or no, she says, you're done. And then Joe Pans is like, I don't care what she says. <laughs> you gotta keep going. Stan Lee Rice was in this movie. It's when he was married. <laughs> yeah, it took you a bit. <laughs> so what did this make? Like 130-something? 150-something? Uh, I think 65 domestic. Let me look up, uh, navigate the new box office mojo to give me an hour. (laughs) (sighs) Did you pay your subscription for the month? Yes. All right. And you know what? I would have happily said, well, we're going to keep the site, but now you have to pay for it. Great. God knows I get my money's worth out of it. Anyway, yeah, you're right. Uh, 165 domestic, 75 overseas, 141 on a uh, $19 million budget. That's good for 95, right? Oh, yeah. That's terrific. For an April movie? Yeah. With TV that's... stars? <laughs> yeah, seven and a half times its budget. Then it blows the bank open for Will Smith next year, right? And oh, yeah. Independence Day and uh, there. And then Bad Boys 2. That does like two something, right? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, one thirty-eight domestic, one thirty-four international, two seventy. Oh, yeah, two seventy-three worldwide on a hundred thirty million dollar budget. So obviously, less rate of return, yada yada yada. But they knew what they're getting into. Um, soundtrack cost him like eighty of that to get that. <laughs> Why did the Blu-ray take so long to come out for? Like the, yeah, like the first I, one came out pretty quickly, right? No, so, the first one came out pretty quickly, but like, but but, Bad Boys Two, like forever, like. It, it I wonder big. if Bay wanted to be involved with that Blu-ray and they waited. I mean, look at look at the Abyss and look at True Lies. I mean, nothing happened though because they didn't put anything on to. Like, <laughs> it's like it's just the right. same movie. Like it looks like both these look good. So like, well, they had 4K transfers done by Sony, so that's that would that would help. Yeah, (laughs) so that would do the job. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Bad Boys Two was like a glaring like, wait, that's not on Blu-ray for like, yeah, forever. That said, the DVD is pretty terrific. Like it. Oh, was it it one of those Super Bit ones too? Yes, it had a Super. Well, you know, else is on Super Bit. Panic Rooms never come out on Blu-ray either. Yep, still not on Blu-ray. Which is weird because it's not like David Fincher has been making out movies. <laughs> it, it had a f- almost 4K release last last year, and it got delayed or canceled. I don't I don't know which, but that the, another Superbit movie. I wonder if there's a trail leading with some of these Superbit movies that never got Blu-ray releases. Maybe Jared Leto is just really ashamed of his cornrows and doesn't want people to see it in 4K. No, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> he tries to act like he never heard of Urban Legend. But I like Panic Room, so. No, I do. I do. I give think me, it's fun. Give me, give me that now. I don't. I don't need Flight Plan, but I'll take Panic Room. Right. <laughs> flight Plan's a movie. Um, that's gonna do it. <laughs> we, we've, yeah. we've talked all about Bad Boys. Uh, <laughs> we've got. We've got. We've gone sufficiently into the Bad Boys universe. Um, we'll see what happens with Bad Boys for Life. But for now, where can people find more of you guys online, Scott? Forbes.com, per usual. Brandon. Wiseoblue.com and callsimacavalcade.com. I'm on We Live Entertainment and I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Our podcast is everywhere you can find podcasts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and then Audio Boom, Spotify, Stitcher, and all that. Uh, thank you both for joining me for this this discussion of the bad boys. <laughs> for life. Glad to have you guys here. Yeah, for life, of course. And uh, what's next? February? What's going on in February? What we got? Uh, Birds of Prey, Invisible Man. Oh, we can do that um, Suicide Squad commentary we've been wanting to do. It won't be boring. It'll be better than the movie. Most things two, are. Two Will Smiths in a row. That's, that's what we got going. We'll, we'll see. What else? What would you say? Invisible uh, Man. Or, Invisible Man, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, so we, we can, can do, do a video game movie. Double Dragon commentary we've been itching for. Yes! Do that one, or, or, uh, or we can do Hollow Man. We can do one of those. Oh, yeah. Can we do Hollow Man 2 with Christian Slater instead? Oh, God. I've never actually seen that. It's funny. All right. Well, we'll, we'll figure it out. But, yeah, that's going to do it for, for now. So uh, thank you all for listening to our Bad Boy Commentary track. Until next time, so long and goodbye. Shake your tail feathers. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys, what 